morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning, July. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM, 97.3. Everybody, put your hands together. Come on. One, two, yeah. Let's go. Woo! That wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Great way to start a Wednesday, October 5, 2022. Good morning, bonjour, buenos dias. This is the City Breakfast Show. My name is Nathan Kwa, sitting in for Bernard Avle. Many, many thanks for tuning in. It's always an honor and a pleasure bringing you this show. You are part of the show via the number 0549-986-996. On Twitter at City973. Hashtag CityCBS. And all around the world, you are listening to us on citynewsroom.com. 
Welcome once again. Shows run until 10 a.m. So grab a seat at the table and let's have breakfast. Start off with our business sense. Brought to us by ADB. Now ADB has the payday plus. It allows you to get up to 10,000 CDs or 80% of your next net monthly salary. And there's no interest on repayments within 30 days. And guess what? Your money hits your account the same day. If this is something you like, call Meredith on 0243-273-369 or now on 0244-284-197. ADB, truly a Greek and more. And our business has come from Ken Planchar. Who says the greatest leaders mobilize others by coalescing around or coalescing people around a shared vision? The greatest leaders mobilize others by coalescing people around a shared vision. So, there are a few important things to take note of. So, first, you need to mobilize others. You need to bring people together and rally them around a shared vision. Something the entire group believes in. Something that you first believe in and you sell that vision to the group. And once everybody buys into it, everything you do revolves or evolves around that. Around that vision. A vision that is shared. So that's what great leaders do. They mobilize others by coalescing people around a shared vision. So think about it on a Wednesday morning. What am I doing to bring people around that shared vision? That's our business sense for the morning. Brought to us by ADB. ADB truly are Greek and more. Up next is the newspaper review. This is the City Breakfast Show. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city 97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city 973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city 973. With the hashtag CityCBS.
city's biggest conversation. call to all of us to put in our bid and help this country get developed sounds of uncle at all this one won't so <laughs> reverend bruce gatti uncle at all oh my goodness yeah i love this i love this well it's time for the newspaper review and that's brought to us by kel kids now you want your kids to brush their teeth but they are resisting give them kel kids they'll love it it's flavored with strawberry it'll give them a perfect taste and they'll develop a natural gravitation towards brushing their teeth at all times it will protect their gums it will prevent cavities and make their teeth strong and it's recommended for children between two and six it's put together by samara company limited producers of sasso and it's been approved by the fda kill kids happy smile now if you don't maintain your car engine well it will age faster that's why that engine needs quads quads engine oil has been put together or built with age resistance technology and will fight against mechanical wear by up to 74 percent uh, so choose quads from total energies and when you do so you are choosing the engine oil that keeps your engine running efficiently and younger for longer and these days that the budget isn't budgeting wouldn't it be nice to have some extra cash fall into your lap well that's why the fidelity bank sicker boom promo is here all you have to do is deposit and maintain 300 cities and multiples of it in your fidelity account every month during the promo period and you qualify the grand prize is 100,000 CDs which will be giving out sometime next year open your Fidelity Bank and make that deposit today T's and C's apply Fidelity Bank believe with us no, I, I I had a tough morning because of the scenes I saw from Teteguba. The, the song has lifted my spirits yeah. more. I, I love Uncle Atto and this yeah, rendition yeah, is killing. Yeah, 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 Yes, he Studied did. BT, I hear. Yes, he did. Technology. He was in tech. Yeah. So these days, he's winning souls for the Lord. Yes, I've met him once in my lifetime. I was so happy. <laughs> that was at the Harmonious Choral uh, anniversary. Okay. Yeah, I, I was see. excited I to meet him. Yep, let's get into the papers. Yes, this morning, Daily Graphic has very um, uh, chilling pictures of flooded wager. And the headline is Wager Floods, Hundreds Displaced Low Spirited. Story by Emmanuel Boni. And um, Chiefs residents want Empire Cement to operate. Mm. Aftermath of floods, water company shuts down two treatment plants. College of Physicians secures 
10 million euros to fight disease and on the back page 3 billion audience to watch Qatar 2022. That's huge. The Ghanaian Times says 38 foreigners grabbed in Accra. Three pe- accused persons in Mankesim murder case remanded. Coco Farmers pension scheme set to take off this month. Mm and gcps obtains 10 million euro grant to conduct in-depth research into ncds in um is it why i believe it is we'll get to that in a bit and the president is saying the government considering fertilizer company for africa markets plus the colleague municipal assembly tows 50 vehicles for unauthorized parking now this was on uh, City TV last night, Henry Corte, the regional minister, was also there. Okay, the Republic Press. Ness allegedly murdered by boyfriend. Gas tanker drivers mm. threatened demo against leadership of embezzlement. <clears throat> Deal with wound to me accordingly. This is a um, small scale miners association to the lands minister. UT boss flies into rage, blames a Kufuado of Riata for economic woes. Mahama pushes government over IMF. Deal develop partnership to counter cyber crime. This is Vice President Dr. Baumier speaking. The Chronicle says Ashanti NDC in disarray. Subin calls for fact-finding committee report. A crowd-based eagle eyesight also issues 72-hour ultimatum. LPG consumption rises from 14.5% to 36.9% within four years. Kwewun Kwetia chief demands cooperation of settlers and Golden Star Resources has not breached any law. That's according to the management. And the scripture for the morning yes. is from James 3.16. Yes. It says, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, mm-hmm. there will be disorder mm. in every vile practice. My God. <laughs> the new publisher, Isiku, led me to Freemasonry. Afanyo Markin is speaking. I have mining lease for 13 more years. Won't to me defense a quantum mines. Dear Nanado. Galamse should not be your legacy. Wake up, sir. This is on page four. I believe it must be an editorial. Ghana re-elected to ITU Council. Okay, the new crusading guide says Mida, um, okay, Mida 536 million dollar Ghana Power Compact ends. Agenda 111 to bridge 60 year gap okay. in access to healthcare facilities. All right. A country, a countrywide, the vice president is speaking. LPG consumption rises, that's according to the MPA boss. Occupy Ghana punctures Auditor General's claims uh, on the 2.2 billion city disallowances from 2017 to 2020. Thousands rendered homeless following spillage of Wager Dam. Homes submerged at Manhia, a foreman after downpour. GJA, UNESCO to champion safety of journalists, press freedom, police call for support to rescue child abuse. Charlie, I was, Did as, you see that video? I was as incensed what? as you are right now. Last, I was just looking, I watched the video, watched it watched it like, and the question i kept asking the guy myself, was recording the video why didn't he just yes. push the guy away or something i don't know it's uh anyway um well tell the police has put a two thousand yes, bounty on the guy's on the head. Guy's head i'm sure he, I'm he's sure, got to be found i'm sure, I'm sure has to we'll, be dealt we'll, with we'll, we'll get into that later oh. get into that later uh, the Ghanaian publisher uh, Birm river is gone professor kwesi yanka writes hmm. and a kufado meets galamse chiefs mmdc is over menace and minerals commission disowns a counter mining that's okay. on the front page of the Ghanaian publisher mm. 
BNFT, finally, financing Africa's energy transition should happen locally. Experts are speaking on page two of the BNFT. Multi-billion petroleum resources risk being stranded, energy minister says. So, banks' appetite for agric financing stays at paltry 4%. And SNIT adapts mobile money services next week. Backpage LPG consumption rises to 36.9%. MPA boss is speaking and this has risen from 24.5% in Mm -hmm. 2017 to 36.9% in 2021. Okay, the Inquisitor, I'll give you that and then I'll give you the finder. The Inquisitor says, Akunta Mining Illegality Minerals Commission sinks wound to me. Apanyo Markin gives ACM school new classroom structures and GCCP proposes 15 to 20% Cocoa price increase ahead of the 2022-23 season. The finder uh, also has the LPG story. Yes. And then the foreign minister says 300,000 passport booklets expected in the next 10 days. Yo. Agenda 111 to bridge 60-year gap. That's Dr. Baumia speaking. And Shraj pursuing 428 cases of non-declaration of assets by public officials. If you go... Or to the online portals, yes. police probe abuse of toddler announces 2000 CD reward yeah. for leads. I pray they get this person. Charlie, he really, has to be found. I like really pray so. It's got to be found. Let's go to the Ashanti region. One more arrested over Conti and Katanga clash. Okay, GRA says report wrongful e-levy charges to your charging entities. We spoke to Mr. Mm. Isaac Amwakun yesterday. Mm. And Kakes family unhappy with delays in murder trial. Plus, Ashbread residents flee after spillage. Ashbread. Ashbread. Mm. I wonder how they got that name. <laughs> City Business News quickly. Importers yes. hint at possible shortage of goods. Mm, red flag there. Mm. Dr. Patrick Assuming is saying city depreciation likely to slow down. And uh, the president is calling for SOEs to be looked at. Um, there if you go to my joint online yes um they say our leaders are either complicit or incompetent okay uh, who's speaking can i should be on galamse okay interesting okay and other stories scores of residents displaced others trapped are as wager or blogo titegu flooded Charlie. and um okay other stories that they've got the ecg mm-hmm. story and police on manhunt for man flogging toddler in viral video star fm's online portal starfm.com.gh 2020 polls key ashanti executives appeared compromised that's a report coming in there and police place bounty on man who was abusing or beating a toddler and if you go international bbc says ukraine recaptures southern villages from russians ukrainians try to cross uh, their new iron curtain and woman handcuffed in police car hit by train and survives charlie that's a story of somebody who has something protecting her Uh, let's move on okay let's get to the papers i don't know where you want us to be i'm going to start with daily graphic front page story by emmanuel boni hundreds of houses around the wager dam have been flooded leaving many residents displaced and in low spurts the flooding has also led to the destruction of items running into millions of ghana cities they include vehicles home appliances uncompleted structures documents and other personal effects the flooding follows the opening of some spill gates of the dam by the Ghana Water Company Limited. This latest spillage, which was unannounced, Nathan, it was unannounced, unannounced was to spill excess water to save the dam from 
collapse. Emmanuel Boni spoke to some of the residents, many of whom said uh, that it was unprecedented, the level of flooding they had seen, and that where they live, hardly floods. But this time around, mm. uh, when they got the information, one of them said his wife called him when he was at work and told him that um, the level of the spillage is getting close to the house. He didn't believe it because their place hardly floods, only for him to get home and the whole place flooded. So he's had to relocate his wife and little children to another place. Now, um, the, the, the fact that the spillage was unannounced is what concerns me yeah. here. Is it really true? The Ghana Water Company confirms that it was unannounced, but it says it has been alerting the residents since April, except that this time, the particular spillage, the day they spilled this, they didn't they inform didn't the inform people, them. which is not good. Whoa, whoa. So... Yeah, that's the summary of the details of this, and we can look into okay. that later. Quite interestingly, Nathan, if you look at uh, uh, page number twenty of the of the same daily graphic, mm -hmm. a story continues here, where the chiefs and residents of Wager are asking for the operationalization of the Empire Cement Factory, which okay. is located within the wetland in the enclave. You know, the EPA has not granted. Uh, there's permits banter mm -hmm. on and on. So while the place is flooded, in one case, the chiefs and some residents, we are told, are demanding the operationalization of that facility okay. in the well, locality. Residents of Ashbred, yes. residents of Ashbred in Wager are fleeing their homes. Okay. Now it's all because of the Wager Dam spillage, and the road from Old Barrier to Ashbred is filled with people carrying their luggage mm. and relocating with their families now this story is on citynewsroom.com um since we are looking at uh, i think we forgot to look at um the herald so okay. the herald's front page i have a, a soft copy here which says parliament threatens the herald with contempt over two billion dollar gmpc gensa gas loot oh. strife at community water sanitation agency and bribery allegations and tensions take over offenses to matter uh, the Otum Four is set to hold a crunch meeting at Mensha Palace tomorrow. And SNIT sets up 69 vantage locations to mark mobile service week. Plus, Bank of Ghana killed Agongo's Heritage Bank on political grounds. That's according to Kofi Amwabing as he celebrates businessman's kind-heartedness. So that's on the front page mm. of the Herald. For those who get a physical copy of the Herald, those are the stories you see okay. there. Um, let's move on to other stories. The I police... Have, yes. Yes, the police, police. have put out Good. a 2,000 CD bounty yes. on the head of this man seen in a viral video yeah. flogging this hey. toddler with absolute rage. I don't... what Look, listen. What at all could a toddler have done have to no you? I have no idea. Like, For you to have been... not This is not caning. It's inhuman. This is not it's, caning. It's more it's than caning. This is absolutely abusing the toddler it was so heartbreaking to see that i was so angry crying wailing no even it was wailing yeah. okay, he now, held the guy with one hand and there was just fucking the guy oh the, the citynewsroom.com has that story now the ghana police service is offering a 2000 cd reward for anyone who provide info to aid in the arrest of a man seen in a viral video Sorry. abusing a toddler now in a, in a widely circulated video the man is seen whipping the toddler in the presence of other men while the little boy screamed in pain. However, none of them made an attempt to rescue the victim. And the they police, were rather videoing yeah, the thing. The police is calling on the public to help in the effort to rescue the child. Okay. Now, the police in a statement said they had cited a horrifying video on social media in which a male adult 
a scene subjecting an infant to severe beating under a tree. For a moment, I was hoping it's not Ghana, but I heard them speak one of our local languages, and I was wondering how come someone's just look, comfortably look, fi- the, filming the Ghana this police, atrocious thing. This one, they are with you. Please grab this person. Yeah, I'm so excited the swiftness you. with which they Gra- are. With grab like, this person and deal with that person messless. Listen, whatever it is a toddler has done, yeah. you cannot whip the as if you don't even whip animals like that at all. What at all? I anyway. Other stories, Wouldn't other stories. Mean, yeah. You want to go? Okay, let's let's yeah. do some. Want to me saying he has mining lease for thirteen more years and he's defending at Akunta Mines. Story by Halifax and Sir Adam, wealthy maverick politician Bernard and Tribosiako alias Chairman Wuntumi has said the government of Ghana has granted his gold mining company Akunta Mining Limited an official mining lease which would expire in the year twenty thirty five and therefore the company's mining activities are legal and cannot be described as galam say a local parliament which means illegal small-scale mining of gold. As I speak, quote, as I speak to you today, Akunta Mining has a lease that would be renewed by government in the year 2035. The official lease issued to Akunta Mining would expire in 2035, Wuntumi noted in an interview on his television station Monday night. Chairman Wuntumi, the Shanti Regional Chair of the New Patriotic Party, NPP, said the mining lease given to his company is in the same category or class of mining lease given to the mm. multinational gold mining companies operating in Ghana and a check from the Minerals Commission would prove the legality of his company's mining activities, he says. Okay, if you go to page 3 of the Ghanaian publisher, the Minerals Commission says, no, Mr. Wuntumi's company does not have the green light to work in the area. Yo. Now, the, my, uh, the Minerals Commission says, Akunta Mining Limited has no mining lease to undertake any mining operations in the Tano Nimri uh, Forest, Forest Reserve. Reserve. In a statement issued by the Public Relations Department of the Ministry, yeah. steps are being undertaken to enforce the Minister's Directive issued on September 30. And it goes on to say, quote, And for the avoidance of any doubt, Akunta Mining Company has no, no capitalized Thank you. mining lease, mineral rights, and or permit to undertake any mining mm. operations in the Tano Nimri Forest Reserve. Okay. So page three has the full statement from first word to, to last, last word. Comma. So you can find everything <laughs> there. BNFT, page two. Banks' appetite for Greek financing stays at poultry 4%. Story by Wisdom, Johnny Nuekbe. Data from the Development Bank Ghana, DBG, indicate that support of universal banks toward agribusiness finance remains insignificantly low at 4%. This is heartbreaking. This, according to the bank, calls for the action and maximum desire for financial institutions to intervene in agricultural value chain financing in order to position the sector to thrive. Speaking to the BNFT at a capacity building workshop to enable financing from financial institutions for SMEs in the agriculture value chain, Deputy CEO DBG Michael Mensabar said the percentage of financing for the sector by banks which is currently at 4%, is a wiring one. The workshop was organized by the DBG and the Ghana Incentive-Based Risk-Sharing System for Agriculture Lending. The, the details of this story you can find in uh, on page 2 of the BNFT. Something needs to be done about the low financing mm-hmm. agric attracts because it's not nice. It's not nice. Well, on uh, page okay. 2 of the Finder, Agenda 111 to bridge 60-year gap. 
That's according to the vice president. Okay. Now, His Excellency says Agenda 111 is the, is the result of government's determination to close the gaping lack of access to healthcare facilities, especially in remote areas of the country. He was inspecting progress on uh, progress of work mm. on one of uh, on dozens of new hospitals under construction across the country, and mm. he said this was the first time a concerted effort had been made to ensure that every Ghanaian, irrespective of where they lived, had access to a quality health facility within a relatively short distance. He was speaking at Bunkurugu in the northeast region where he inspected the progress of work. Now, some numbers for those who are interested. Um, the mid-year review uh, budget stated that construction work was ongoing at 87 okay. out of the 111 sites. Nice. Now, um, the regional breakdown of the hospitals will be Ashanti 10, Volta 9, Eastern 8, Greater Accra 7, Upper East 7, OT 5, Upper West 5, Bono 5, Western North 5, Savannah 3, Bono East 2, and North East 2. Wonderful. I'd love to visit some of these places mm. to see some so, things. Yeah, so, for, so that's on page uh, 2 of the final. Agenda 111. Agenda 111. For those who... You may I keep saying it. There are some people who still hear this and they don't know. So just today buy the finder. If you haven't bought a new paper <laughs> before, buy the finder. <laughs> Page I'm going to look at by this. the time you are done reading, you get you get a, a an understanding yeah. of what agenda one 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 is. Later. Um yes. Yeah, Professor Yanka has written. Yes, yes, yes. We're took we're doing Galamse earlier. Just quickly, the he says Birim River is gone. It's like Milo. Hey! Milo. Even Milo cries. Milo is better. Nicer. This is coffee. Uh -huh. So this is page three of the Ghanaian publisher. He says Berim River, the brim is gone. It's gone. It's gone. That is declared. It's gone. Okay. Now, if you go to KNUST, one more person has been arrested in connection with the disturbances between Kat and Conti. Mm. The accused person was picked up following a bench, a bench uh, warrant being issued by the Asokore Mampong District Court. Now, so far, six people. So, if you add this arrest, yeah. six. That's the number now. And uh, the people standing trial in relation to the disturbances that led to injuries to students and destruction of property, including nine cars. Nine mm. cars were destroyed mm. in those episodes. There. Nathan, today is the birthday of the uh, MC for Gun West, Clement Wilkinson. Ah. Happy birthday to him. He's a big man. Yeah, everyone is wishing him God's favor and blessings and grace. Yes. Yeah. So, Mr. Wilkinson, we wish you Clement well. We wish Wilkinson. you well. Anyway, that's uh, that's our newspaper review. Thank you very much, Caleb, uh, for the help. And uh, up next is the City Business News. This is the City Breakfast Show. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. <laughs> Up next is the City Business News brought to us by Access Bank. Now, Access Bank is telling you that you don't need to wait for payday to get paid. They've got the Access Bank payday loan, which is. Uh, Great for you. You can simply dial star 901 star 11 hash now to apply. And you can get up to 40% of your net net monthly salary before payday to help solve those pressing issues with Access Bank. Any day can be payday. Call them on 0800 004 400 or visit their website or social media. Access Bank more than banking. God is also bringing us the city business news. And these days you can pay for your fuel 
um, at their service stations using mobile money visit their various social media platforms on facebook instagram and twitter for more info and find out more girl good energy girl yeah yeah dear and mtn is making extra credits available for when you run out of airtime and you need to finish that urgent conversation dial star 506 hash to, uh, get to enter an extra time and borrow some credit just to finish all those conversations you need to finish you don't have to end the conversations because the credits run out just get all the things you love from your favorite network mtn and the business is also brought to us by enterprise enterprise your advantage even kai loco is here she's got the latest from the world of business Hello, welcome to the breakfast edition of the City Business News. Let's start with our stories and start with the economy and the central bank because the central bank has expressed hope in a rebound of the economy following the signing of the over 1 billion cocoa syndicated loan by the Ghana Cocoa Board and the release of the AfriExim loan. The government received a $750 million loan from the AfriExim Bank as part of a $2 billion loan expected from diverse sources to aid in halting the depreciation of the city. Speaking at the signing of the over $1 billion syndicated loan by Cocoa Board, the governor of the central bank, Dr. Ernest Addison, says the facility will expedite government's efforts towards sustaining the economy. I know every Ghanaian has suffered from the very sharp depreciation of the currency, which has impacted lives, raised the cost of living. And we are looking forward to being able to minimize the impact of the depreciation of the currency on the standard of living of Ghanaians. And this particular flow would help us very much in achieving that objective. Governor of the Central Bank, Dr. Ernest Addison. The Ghana Revenue Authority says it will continue to use its exchange rate provided by the Bank of Ghana in determining the import duties at the port. This follows a warning by members of the Importers and Exporters Association of Ghana that they will be compelled to abandon their goods at the ports over their inability to keep up with the charges. According to the importers, the situation will lead to a shortage of goods on the market. Currently, the importers are paying import duties and taxes at a rate of 9 CDs, 5 pesos against the dollar. Speaking to City Business News on the development, the Chief Revenue Officer, Communications and Public Affairs with the Ghana Revenue Authority, Johnson Menla Yankee, said the import charges will remain de- dependent on the city's performance against the dollar. You can't say that you should pay the dollar to the, to the city for a quarter, three months or four months. Nobody will do that. It's not the first time they are making this demand. And we all know how the city is running against the dollar. So saying this, it will not, it will not help them. But we don't face it. It is the Bank of Ghana that gives the wheat, exchange rate for the wheat. And use that one to work. So if next week it moves to 15 cities, you use that one to uh, assess the duty for them to pay. 
Chief Revenue Officer, Communications and Public Affairs with the Ghana Revenue Authority, Johnson Mela Yankee. Now, some licensed buying companies have started selling their cocoa to buyers from Cote d'Ivoire following government's delay in announcing a new farm gate price for cocoa in the country at the start of the 2022-23 farming season, which commenced on the 1st of October. The announcement, if not made soon, could adversely affect the industry. There's more in this report. The last increment in the farm gate price of cocoa was about 28% in 2020. This pushed the price of the crop from 515 Ghana CDs to 600 Ghana CDs per bag, representing the biggest jump in four years. The increment was influenced by the imposition in 2019 by Ghana and Ivory Coast of a fixed living income differential of $400 a ton on all cocoa contracts sold by either country for the previous season. Already, for this new season, neighboring Ivory Coast has taken the lead with a 10% increase in the purchase price of the commodity from its farmers. Licensed buying companies say the delay in the new announcement is causing them to lose revenue, and some of them have started selling their cocoa to buyers in Ivory Coast. District's manager for PBC Seshiyosu, Issa Mohamed Wari, spoke to City Business News. All the farmers put their mind that on the 1st of October, their price will come. And now, nobody, no LBC is on the first buying cocoa. Nobody's having money because you don't know when the price is coming on. Actually, farmers are suffering. And with the LBC, we don't even know whether we are going or we are coming back. No, but so all those who are at the border areas, all their cocoa are going to Côte d'Ivoire because they have announced their price and they are ready on the market. And we are still hanging around. We don't know what is happening. Nobody is telling you anything. So actually, I should be frank with you. Farmers are suffering. All the LBCs are suffering. No money. District Manager for LBC Sefiwi also, Issa Mohammed, ending that report found by Anita Kisimiriko. Now, economist Professor Lord Mensa has attributed the oversubscription of government's treasury bills for the month of September this year to the waning investor confidence in the Ghanaian economy. Now, demand for Ghana's treasury bills increased to 8.20 billion cities in September, leading to an oversubscription of 7.36 billion cities target. But in an interview with City Business News, Professor Lord Menson says the traction to short-term investments like the Treasury bills is a sign of a lack of confidence from the investing community in the economy due to fears of debt restructuring and default on the part of government. What is happening now is um, investors are reducing their horizon in terms of um, investment. And if I say horizon, long-term investors are now coming short. So you, if you go to the banks or you go to the investment banks, they will tell you that most of the investors who are investing with the government relatively from three years to five years, looking at the imminent restructuring and a possible default, may want to keep their money on short-term interest rate uh, bearing investment to see what is likely to happen before I mean they're going. Do so you realize that in 91 days we even you know be selling more than the one year, even within the same treasury bills uh, packages? So effectively, it has to do with investor confidence that is you know going down completely, and as a result of that. Um, investors are now, you know, coming down to the short-term investment. 
Professor Lord Mensah is with the Department of Finance at the University of Ghana Business School. Now, the Energy Ministry says it is working assiduously in scaling up its renewable energy avenues as it continues to ensure that there's enough energy capacity to support commercial and domestic consumption. The Ministry maintains that it has consolidated strategic measures to ensure that the country does not revisit the era of erratic power supply, which interfered with business activity in the past. Now, these comments were made by Deputy Minister of Energy Andrew Kofi Japamesa at the 2022 Energy Conference organized by the Business and Financial Times in Accra under the theme Africa's Energy Future Achieving an All-Round Competitiveness and Sustainability to Support the Continent's Development Ambitions. In the area of power generation, Ghana has sought to enhance its capacity by way of transmission, generation, and distribution of electricity nationwide, ensuring that it never goes back to the dream days of frequent power cuts, an era which left many Ghanaian industries crippled. With resources available to her, Ghana now has an installed capacity of 5,367.70 megawatts with an access rate of 87%. Ghana has also seen the present opportunity to scale up its contribution of renewable energy in its generation mix to 10% by 2030 and is working hard at achieving this. In a similar vein, Ghana has passed an amendment to its local content and local participation regulations to include channel partnerships and strategic alliances in the petroleum upstream sector, a novelty which is projected to enhance indigenous Ghanaian participation in upstream-related activities. That was the Deputy Minister of Energy, Andrew Kofi-Japamesa. Now let's now join Gillian Hammer of Data Bank for part one of the topic dealing with volatility. It's natural to be nervous when markets are volatile, and you may want to start selling out of fear. So let's look at how you can deal with volatility. First, you must know and invest according to your risk tolerance. Is it low, medium, or high? If it's low, then focus on fixed income investments. If it's medium, then consider a mix of fixed income and equity investments. If it's high, then you can venture into equity investments. Second, keep in mind that it's very difficult to try and time the markets to know when to get out and get back in again. Therefore, by holding a mix of different investments, it will help manage the risks associated with market volatility. Why? because generally all investments don't go up and down at the same time or by the same amount. So if you consider data banks mutual funds, M fund, EPAC, B fund, ARC fund and EDI fund, each of them have a different blend of fixed income and or equity. And so they will all perform differently. When some are down, others are likely to be up. So invest according to your risk tolerance and invest wisely. Julian Hammer of Data Bank. Well, that's it for the breakfast edition of City Business News brought to you by MTN Goyle and Enterprise Life and also powered by citybusinessnews.com. My name is Vivian Kai Loco. Do have a good business day. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation.
It's the City Breakfast Show. Send us your thoughts and comments on 0549-986-996. Those living um, around Weja and surrounding areas. We've seen the stories, we've seen the pictures. How are you coping? Have you been affected? Have you moved? Or you've been caught up in it. Let's hear from you on 0549 986 996 on Twitter at City973 hashtag CTCBS. But up next is kickoff. Brought to you by Lecheho, who are asking you to update your records. Because the Ghana card is now the only accepted ID for all financial transactions. So visit any Lecheho branch near you to update your records with your Ghana card so you can be served faster and better. You can also send a WhatsApp message to 0574-065-958 or 0302-208-333. Lecheho, let's improve lives. Don't you go man away, but you grow much your corner away. Is it your head and that you are Let's get into the bulletin. Benjamin Ketia is here. It's time for kickoff. Benjamin Inketia here with kickoff in the headlines. Legon City's ponder possible appeal of sanctions from GFA's disciplinary committee. In the Champions League, Napoli thrash Ajax despite goal from Ghana's Mohamed Kudus and Chelsea take on AC Milan in the marquee tie of day two in the UEFA Champions League. Let's begin with some women's football and Ghana's women's Premier League side Faith Ladies say they are taking motivation from their win against Ampimdakwa Ladies in the Women's Super Cup heading into the new season. The Dansoman-based club who will be playing in their second season in the competition who face soccer intellectuals in their first game of the Malta Guinness uh, Women's Premier League which kickstarts on the weekend of October 7 to 10. Now speaking to City Sports Head of Marketing and Public Relations of the club, Francis Mauto believes that the club is ready for the start of the new campaign. It should give them enough uh, motivation. Beating Ampimdakwa 3-1 uh, is a clear motivation enough for them to be ready to go into uh, the upcoming league. Uh, this is also, uh, our coach have told them, I remember one of our managers said, this should not get into their head because the person that has lost a battle is always looking for opportunity to recover. And if you are not careful and you have won, and that matter, you think that that is all. So this will not get into their head. Uh, they will take match after match. And there are three things in football. You win, you lose, or you draw. And they are very much aware of this. So they are ready, they are prepared. Like I said earlier on, for me, it was one of the uh, greatest 
pre-season training, uh, the team faith ladies had opportunity uh, to engage in. So for me, they are ready. I know match after match, we'll do our best. By the end of the season, we hope to be in the good book uh, of the women uh, Premier League. Francis Mauto speaks for Faith Ladies. Let's get to some other stuff in Legon City. Say they are undecided on appealing the latest sanctions from the GFA's disciplinary committee. The Royals have been fined 8,000 Ghana cities for misconduct in their Bet Power uh, League match. They won uh, defeat against Mediama at the Elwak Stadium. Additionally, Legon Cities will pay 2,000 cities to referee Charles Bulu for the uh, replacement of his two car tires. Now, a defender of the club, Michael Ampedu, was handed a five-game ban for receiving a red card, whilst the club official received a 10-match ban for unsporting behaviour. Kwame Jumwa Jiman speaks for Legon Cities. We have not decided on that. At this point, we're going to comply. Well, I, I would want to believe that the committee that sat on the case that um, a lot of work in the background. I, I don't know what exactly they would have considered because I wasn't in uh, any of those meetings or anything like that. But I would want to believe that they, they they considered a lot of things in arriving at that decision. Um, at this point, we can only comply. Kwame Jumar-Jaman speaks for Legon City's football club. Let's get to some other news. And the Ghana Football Association will launch a talent identification program today. Now, the initiative, which is under the technical directorate, seeks to identify and develop the best uh, talented youth players in Ghana to form the base of the various national teams. So, scouts, coaches, and talent developers will be deployed to work with the regional football associations to hunt for young, talented footballers who will form the base of the national youth teams. GFA's technical directorate, led by Bernard Lepert, is expected to address the football fraternity on the plans, strategies, programs, policies, and also selection criteria that have been earmarked to select the best football talents from um, Ghana. So let's get to some other stuff. And Ghanaian midfielder Jeffrey Schlopp says he is in a good place with regards to his fitness after making seven appearances in the English Premier League this season. The 29-year-old has endured an injury-stricken time since joining Palace from Leicester City five years ago. He last played for Ghana in 2021 during the 1-0 World Cup qualifier against Ethiopia. You know, I had a few injuries that kept me out maybe half the season and stuff like that. So a big focus was for me to obviously play games and keep fit. And, you know, we've got different, you know, sort of stuff that I do personally in training to get me ready for games and training. And, and you know, I've got a good programme with, with all the staff, all the medical team and, and fitness guys um, at the club. You know, we've We've sort of set something out that, that really works for me. And, you know, I've, I've, I managed to play most of the season last year and then I've, I've started this season well as well. You know, so I'm in a good place fitness-wise, for sure. And I'm doing quite a lot of, you know, stretching. Not, not yoga as such, but similar stuff to that and um, different muscle groups. Like I, was, I was getting hamstring injuries and stuff like that. So, you know, I've been focusing on, on doing that and, and massages. <laughs> I mean, massages, loads of massages. But, um, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy with how my body's at the minute. So you heard Black Stars and Crystal Palace midfielder Jeffrey Schlopp speaking there. Still on the national team, Ghana international Kodra Samoa has announced his retirement from football as he seeks to pursue a career in scouting. Samoa had a long career with Italian Serie A side Juventus Football Club. Let's move on to some other stuff and let's get to our World Cup series, our World Cup fact series today in Qatar. Evan Tufuchumas who talks about the semi-automated offside technology that will be used at the tournament. Higher, higher, higher. Higher, higher, higher. 
Welcome to today in Qatar. Semi-automated offside technology will be used at the World Cup in Qatar to speed up the time taken to reach offside decisions. FIFA believes the new technology will help video match officials make faster and more accurate offside decisions by automatically determining the relative position of the players at the exact moment the ball is played. Twelve dedicated multi-tracking cameras that are synchronized will be mounted on the roof of each stadium to track the ball and 29 points on each player, sending data 50 times per second to calculate their exact position on the pitch. This is in addition to a sensor in the middle of the ball which sends data 500 times a second to determine the exact kick point. Any player in an offside position will trigger an alert in the video assistant referee booth that will be relayed to the on-pitch referee. You had Evans of Fortumanso coming through with our World Cup Fact Series today in Qatar. There, let's now turn our attention to Europe, where the UEFA Champions League takes center stage. And let's start off from the Yohan Cryoff Arena, where Ghana's Mohamed Kudus scored. Only a consolation goal for Ajax Football Club as they were thrust by six goals to one by Italian Serie A side Napoli. Now, Liverpool Football Club were also up against uh, Rangers Football Club. Liverpool winning that game by two goals to nil. And then there was Club Bruges who maintained their perfect scoring record, this time beating Spanish La Liga side Atletico Madrid. Ghana's Kamal Soa also on target in that particular game. Bayern Munich were up against Victoria Pilsen at the Allianz Arena. Bayern made light work of Victoria Pilsen 5 0 is how that game ended. And then Inter Milan also won their, their game against Barcelona by a lone goal at the San Siro. 1-0 is how that game ended. Today, there's RB uh, Salzburg versus Dinamo Zagreb in the big tie for the round. There's Chelsea Football Club taking on AC Milan. That game is at Stamford Bridge. There's also uh, RB Leipzig taking on Celtic. Real Madrid will be at the Santiago Bernabeu when Shakhtar Donetsk visit. Manchester City have what should be a straightforward tie when they take on FC Copenhagen. Sevilla will be at the Ramon Sanchez Pijuan to take on Borussia Dortmund. There's a tie between Benfica and PSG and then finally Juventus will take on Maccabi Haifa. So that's it for Champions League action later today. That should be good. I'm looking forward to that Chelsea versus AC Milan game. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia. Kickoff was brought to us by Lesheho. There's more sports at citysportsonline.com. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS.
34 Jordan Sparks with the song One step at a time It's one of the songs I fall back on When I feel some way I listen to Jordan Sparks and I'm happy Zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. This is the City Breakfast Show. Sending your thoughts and comments on zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. So our focus will be on wager and surrounding areas. The dam has been spilled or open, and several people are feeling the heat. Several communities are flooded heavily. If you happen to be around that place, send in your thoughts and comments on 0549-986-996. Concerning a voice note as well, let us know how you are coping. Have you moved out? Are you still there? But a few birthday messages coming in. Happy fourth birthday too. Ayiwa. Elena Mufriwa Chia. Chia. Happy birthday to you. 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 Happ
May the good Lord bless you and protect you as you grow into a beautiful princess from your uncle and aunties. This one says, Happy birthday wishes to Hikma Hassan alias uh, Hajia Attractive of Accra. May God open doors for you. This one says, Belated uh, happy birthday to Erequa Gambia of Kofredia, aka Mama Totime. With love from your dear children and grandchildren. This one says, Happy birthday to Odisha Otensia Etia, aka Kukwa. Much love from your children, Oreku and Adubia. Uh, this one is from Evan Sasari and he's wishing his wife Esther Sari Oduma a happy birthday. Now, GCB Bank is telling all its uh, cherished customers, especially those whose accounts have been inactive in the last two years, please come and reactivate your account and uh, it will be good for you. Now, if you do that with 100 CDs and above, you get a 50 CD reward at the end of the month. Remember, T's and C's apply. Hurry and get your account activated and link your Ghana card as well. You can call 0800 422 422 or 0302 681 531. GCB Bank PLC, your bank for life. Now, have you registered your Surfline numbers yet? If not, please find any Surfline shop near you to register or re-register your card with, register your SIM with your Ghana card. Now, Surfline has demarcated special registration points close to your community to help you register your MyFi's and routers. Remember, no registration, no service. Register your Surfline numbers today to avoid disconnection. Surfline, better together. Now, people are always searching for convenience, a simple and easy life. And with Pokia, you get that. Pokia is your virtual assistant from Star Assurance, uh, from the convenience of your home office, beach market, anywhere you can uh, sort out your motor insurance. Pokia is here to cater to you and make your life easier. Send a WhatsApp message to Pokia on 0242-436-160 or dial star 713-STAR-222 hash and enjoy a smooth and quick service. Star Assurance, your solid partner. Over the last 20 years, Ashesi has been educating ethical entrepreneurial leaders through high-impact experiential education. And the uni is now recognized as one of Africa's best with a bold vision to raise the bar for higher education on the continent. And that's um, Ashesi celebrating 20 years of impact. You can learn more about the university at ashesi.edu.gh. 
This one says we have look, we have some birthday messages coming in. And this one says happy birthday to a sister and a friend, Nane Kya Mufa of the Energy Commission. You are indeed an amazing person from your childhood. Bestie Sandra Ekufu Yeboa of Cove City. And happy birthday to the professor and our son Mauli Motochi at Bemafo of Habits International School Parako Estate. We are lucky to have such such an amazing and sweet and cute son. Parents uh, Bernard and Benedicta and the entire family. Like I said earlier, this morning we'll be talking about wager. We'll try and see if we can get updates and find out what the situation is. The wager dam got spilled a few days ago and several communities that are in that catchment area have all been flooded. Remember, I read a story during the newspaper review. Residents of Ashbread, for example, um, are also experiencing um, stressful times there. Um, after the dam was spilled now the road from old barrier to ashbread is filled with people carrying or what's for the people carrying their luggage and they are relocating residents have been forced to move out of their homes because floodwaters have taken over the streets and houses and all uh, in response the assembly has created or the assembly in the area has created three estuaries at the Bodo, uh, bojo beach to facilitate the movement of water into the sea and some of the residents have been speaking to city news we are going outside this area. We are going outside this area because of the floodwaters. I will be around to take care of the things in the house, but the mother is coming together with the boys. They are going outside this area, totally. If, if, if you say totally, how bad is the situation in your house? It's about four inches to, to the room, to my bedroom. Though the, the building is high, because of the nature of the area, the topography of the area, when they build their houses, they, re- no, they normally raise the building up. But it's about four, four inches to the room. And I'm sure that's very scary, right? Very, very. I don't know the antidote. And one thing is that these waters have nowhere to go. 
the water you see here, they have nowhere to go because the main entrance at the old barrier is blocked. They made a bridge and the Ghanaian attitude, the bridge is very small, narrow. You, you can't even enter to go and dredge, no. So this water, even if they close the tap right now, they close the, it will take some time for this water to go. Yeah. So, so what are some of the things that have been destroyed in your house? Luckily for me, I have raised my things up and my room is higher. So me, I have not lost anything as of now. Others have lost plenty. Luckily for me, I am yet to. But if the situation continues, I'm taking this, I will be around to take care of the things in the house. But literally everyone in your home is leaving. Almost, almost, everybody. And how many are you in the house? We are four. We are four. And um, the other neighbor, there are also five. Here, there are also about six. Four, five, six. So you can imagine the number. At the moment, as you can see, the water just flooded the whole place unexpectedly. So as to actions on how we're going to curtail or maybe do something about this, then we cannot really tell. But the best thing is we have been able to call all the parents to come and evacuate their children from the school premises. Because as you can see, most of the houses are flooded. So there is a lot of self-evacuation going on at the moment. But the school right now, we're still hoping and praying that the water wouldn't come and then flood our compound. Because we've got some Form 3s in here who are preparing to write their final year examination. So does it mean that for the Form 3 students, they are still going to be kept here, but the, the other students would be made to go home? Is that the plan? Well, and we cannot give you the assurance that they will stay. As I said, we are hoping that the compound wouldn't be flooded. And when the compound doesn't get flooded, definitely we will still stay. Lessons will go on. Yeah. But currently, are you teaching? I see the class empty. Yes, there has been evacuation. Everybody has gone. The parents so are teaching and learning here. is not going on. Yes, now. yes, for now. Okay. For now. Okay. We don't know what happened. We got to know they have filled that place. So now the water doesn't get a passage. Yes, to, to, to flow. That is why right now the water is just finding its way into the community, into other people's rooms and all that. So maybe now that you're on the TV, you can send a message out there. There was a big gutter. And that gutter has been filled with this um, with 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 baller garbage rubbish. Who filled it? Who filled it? I don't know. They said the chief or maybe something. I don't know. I don't know who did that. But you think that that's the cause of? That's one of the causes. It is one. It's one of the major causes of this flood, because um the water most of the time they do open the dam all right, but the place doesn't get flooded like this. It's been twenty years since the whole place was flooded like this. How bad is the situation in your house? Oh, as for my house, is around my neck level. I'm telling you the truth. I stay over here, around the, down there, let me say, at the guest house, behind at the guest house over there. The river level is too bad. It's too bad. Your own also start last night or yours got to your neck level this morning? It started last night. I think yesterday around three day. And senior then yeah, you know, it was too much. It was too much. Because no announcement was made. 
we didn't know about anything. At least they should give announcement. We have been watching television. Nobody gave announcement. When they want to give the announcement, they give it at, at uh, I think, wager. But they don't come to this area. You see, we have people around that you have to come in. You are, you're like, at least inform the people that this is what you people you are going to do. But nothing like that. And as I'm talking to you, this is the only thing I have with me. I didn't take anything. And, and ideally in your house, what are some of the things you have there that have currently been destroyed? I'm an architect. I have my office there. My business is there. Everything is there. You understand? My so laptops, this is actually my laptops, my car. Has left I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. Right now, in my room, in my room, I have two fridges. My bed is uh, top and down. They're down. Let me say, everything is down. Everything is down. And I'm sure this is running into millions of cities. <laughs> Billions of cities we are talking about. Not millions. When you mention millions, it's like uh, 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 something small. You understand? So where are you going to now? Because you, you have just this. How are you even yes. going to survive? I'm just going... I'm doing some projects here, so I'm just going there to go and check if I can lodge there. You understand? To lodge there for a while. When the river gets down, then we go back, we pack our things, and then we leave. Finally, some people are saying that there is a, a dumping site there, which has also choked um, the place that is so, supposed to actually be the collecting area for the water anytime it is spilled. Good. I was here since 1998. 1998 and before we came here that dumping area was there already that when they, that they said they wind the sand from there to construct national theater and sneak that bungalow at national theater over there so it's like that who was there already before we came here so when they open the river like that everything goes there then it will move to the sea. But this time around, the Weja chief people, I don't know. You see, in this case, if I said I would say I much, I'm living around. They know me very well. And you, you think that because people are dumping it, so that's why... That, that, that is the main issue. That is what has brought all this thing. You understand? That has brought all this thing. So you people, please, you should work about it. Yeah. My name is Ivan Samano. Yeah, thank you. Okay. But I broadcasting. It's not you. It's not you see one nada. You never be them far. Oni man me me show you oni man yin. Dabi ebi kada oni man na say nso akọ. But it is say wujin nso ni ma e wo mu fie white say. Nso odo mi ha se. Nso odo mi ha se mi kon ha se. O man ye dodo say na odo. Pastor mi ba na etu. Mi sister ba so ka you <laughs> 
ni masa no su eh boss no ba kuno eno su to kwan ko dubai nti ni ni suafa ni ni fie nyina nti ni nyama no mu twi eh nti it is said o nyama ni on call on call anya odo me ni ni come nua ba ko me tri ba ba ko kaswa so o se mi nyema bia mi ko tra o mu su sa me kita bi bia ni nda bia ni kwa mi to bi wo no mi bia Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Those are some voices of residents in which are affected by the spillage. the city breakfast show if you live around Weija and surrounding areas let's hear from you on 0549-986-996 you can even send us a voice note have you been affected do you know anybody who lives there have you been to the area do you live there have you visited somebody there did you move out before the spillage happened if you did where are you now and what are your plans when the water eventually recedes will you go back or will you find a new place Talk to us on 0549-986-996. We'll get to your messages in a second. We'll also hear from the MC for Wager uh, Patrick Kumo. Patrick Kumo is the MCE. But just a quick message coming in. This one says, uh, my own, my love, in me all your fire is repeated, in me nothing is extinguished or forgotten. My love feeds on your love, beloved. It says, happy anniversary, my sugar plum. It's from uh, my guy, my guy, Samuel to his wife, on their third wedding anniversary. So I'm happy wedding anniversary to you. I, I am see their wedding reception. I remember that. It was a very interesting Saturday. 
0549986996. We'll be hearing from the MC in a bit. The Caleb, a few messages have come in on um, the spillage. Some people have been affected by it. So let's yes, run through um, that. My name is Stanley. I was at Wager yesterday for a mm. business meeting with one fertility facility around, and I was shocked to witness the whole community flooded. Could you believe the staff and management couldn't come out of the building? This is a ritual. And for years, there's been no solution. Oh, Ghana, Stanley adds. These floods are perilous, and I condole with all victims. Uh, this is coming from Xylex Duane in um, London. So far, we've got um, uh, a few more coming in. Good morning, City. I just have two questions. Uh, one, did those who were in charge of the spillage assess the way the water flow, uh, the way of the water flow before going ahead with it? And those who allowed refuse to be dumped in there, they didn't hmm. know? This is from <coughs> Lillian. Lillian is asking these uh, two questions. Just play me Run Go from Stoneboy, <laughs> Mystery One from Hohoi. Hello, Nathan and team. I will appreciate it if your team pays a visit to. Okay, Pam Pam Junction, Dorinia Road yeah, to this, Tema. This one of these days of to see it. But you see, the point is, if if <coughs> if we pay a visit there, we too we can't come. To work. <laughs> but we get you, we get uh, yeah. you. Maybe I left we'll home. see. We'll put a reporter there. I left <laughs> home at six twenty-five a.m. and I'm I've not even reached Community Twenty-five Junction. What's going on? And the most annoying thing is, you see so-called officials with their sirens drive past with motorcades leading them. I got to the office at nine. 9.20 a.m. yesterday after leaving home at 6 a.m. Wow. How long will this continue? The office, you, then you are tired, engineers to find Charlie. <clears throat> Nathan, you know, we've been listening to playing voices from residents at uh, Tetegu and mm -hmm. Oblogo, Wager, and those environments. Ashbread. Ashbread. And honestly, um, times like this leave me very conflicted. I, I really empathize with the residents who live there you know funny thing is when we have the city business olympics mm -hmm. I, I i met an old friend at the eden heights yes and i i discovered she lives at tetegu mm -hmm. so when she told me she lives at tetegu first thing i told her is hey do you know how to swim because there's going to be spillage anytime soon and she said oh where she lives in the past 20 years, she has never experienced flooding any time um, Ghana Water Company spills uh, the Wager Dam. So it appears this particular spillage is unprecedented. Yeah. The volumes that were spilled from the uh, spill gates of the Wager Dam, they were huge. Mm. And the unfortunate part is that for an unprecedented volume of water to be spilled from the Wager Dam, they don't seem to have communicated to the people at the time they were doing that. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if we can get some answers yes. from, from the dam officials to see... The Ghana Water uh, yeah, Company. To Ghana Water, just to find out what exactly happened there. Mm. But football fans, who's excited for the 2022 FIFA World Cup tournament? If you're excited as I am, make some noise wherever you are. Yeah, get ready to experience the goals, thrills, celebrations live, not on TV screens, but in Qatar. Yes! You can win an all-expense pay trip to Qatar to watch the World Cup. Um, you can use your EcoBank Visa card uh, <clears throat> to do that. If you having, uh, if you don't have one, please visit your EcoBank today. Uh, open an open an account and see if you can get your hands on a Visa card, and you could win an all-expense pay trip to Qatar to watch the World Cup. Visit at EcoBank and on Facebook and Instagram for more info.
now if you're looking for some people to employ make sure you talk to jobberman uh ghana jobberman.com.ga visit that website because they are the only people who can mix the right quality of talent and match it to what you need they are a career development company 360 recruitment and solutions company as well and they offer online hybrid recruitment training assessment outsourcing and many many more call them on 0542904650 or visit jobberman.com.gh t's and c's apply Now, if you care about your engine, you need to feed that engine Shell Motor Oil because at the heart of every uh, performing and long-lasting engine, there's a Shell Motor Oil. Visit any Shell station and choose from their wide range of products and enjoy the benefits of additional checks on your vehicle for free. Shell's motor oils are endorsed by the very prestigious car companies BMW, Hyundai and your car. Shell lubricants designed for ultimate engine performance. Up next is tech and social media trends, and that is brought to us by Cowbank and Vodafone. And life is not certain. Planning towards life's uncertainties is certain. That's why you need Cow Cowbank's assets, advantage, and benefit unit trust. You get to put your money away towards life um, life's unplanned emergencies, such as temporary loss of jobs, family emergencies, and even towards your retirement. You can call 0574-769-204-0501-678-606 or send a message at Cal Asset MGT. Cal Asset Management Wealth Creation Made Easy. Now, for many of us, social connections gets us uh, get us through. Sorry, social connections get us through the day, which is why Vodafone's refreshed red office give you so much more. On Star Two Hundred Hatch, you can get your favorite red office, enjoy longer conversations and bundles to do lots and lots and lot more. Dial Star Two Hundred Hatch today and enjoy the best value. Vodafone, feather together. Mister K is here. Hi, Danny K. Good morning, Nathan. What's happening, Charlie? Hmm. Wager is trending. No surprises there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wager dam spillage. Um, hundreds have been displaced. Um, Nadmo has warned residents to prepare for the worst. And uh, mm. serious. Prepare for the worst, but hope for the best. It's not easy. Um, also in the trends is the National House of Chiefs. Um, the president, Akufuado, he'll be in Kumasi today to meet with the National House of Chiefs and MMDCs on the Galamse Menace. Um, it will happen at Menshia at 10 a.m. Hopefully, when they come out of that meeting, they'll be charged to fight Galamse. <laughs> um, there's this video that is trending of a man abusing a kid. A police have released the video. Charlie, my heart. The guy is beating the child like. <laughs> the police have 2,000 Ghana CDs will be rewarded to the person who has any information leading to the arrest of the man. I beg you, if you know the guy. Snitching. Snitch, Charlie, snitch. I beg you. Charlie. Even though they just, I don't just understand people. You are beating a toddler, Charlie. The, the child can't talk. I was just wailing, man. Ah, I don't get Ta- it. The question I keep Charlie, what at all did the toddler What at all? Will a toddler do that? You be flogging the toddler as if it's an evil spirit. You are responsible for bringing the toddler into the world, though. When you were doing what you were doing, you didn't know there would be a, there would be repercussions. Now the child has come, then you are venting your frustration on the child. You should catch him and do him something. Eh? But you let's move on. Um, Otuado is also trending. It's very very interesting trend. So yesterday, Kamau Sua, he scored. Um, he's a Ghanaian striker. He plays for Club Bruges. He scored in the Champions League, his second Champions League goal. 
um, as club Bruce beat um, Atletico Madrid, he's yet to receive a Black Stars call up. Mm. So, yes, Otuado is training because of that. The people say Otuado must call Kamal Sowa for the World Cup because the guy is doing well. So, Otuado, over to you. Um, <laughs> Nowhere Cool is also trending. Nathan, I know that's one of your favorite uh, manifest albums. Yes, Nowhere Cool. He asked his fans yesterday of uh, the four albums uh, Madina to the Universe, The Gamble, MTTU. Nowhere Cool, and then MM Dot. Which one? Um, was their favorite? It looks like nowhere cool. Yeah, nowhere cool. So if I had to rank my own favorite M dot albums, it would be nowhere cool, mm-hmm. MTTU, a pie, mm-hmm. and then gamble will be at the bottom. <laughs> Interesting enough, it looks like a lot of people agree with you. Yeah, a lot of people. Agree M- M- with you. Like no nowhere cool had very very lovely songs, mm-hmm. different types of songs. Different types of songs. That's so yes, good. nowhere cool is in the lead. Yeah, clearly. Because that is <laughs> um, in tech news, Elon Musk is back again. He has changed his mind again about buying. Charlie, the- what is all this? Yeah, Charlie, <laughs> the guy says he, he says okay, okay, you buy it. Um, now in the next two weeks, Twitter are going to take him to court uh, to try and sue him to force him to buy the company. <laughs> so he says okay, okay, fine, I'll buy it. And he says he will buy it at the price he offered a few months ago uh, um, when he uh, started the deal. So forty-four million dollars, a billion dollars, sorry, um, Elon Musk has agreed to buy um, Twitter. So it looks like negotiations are now going to actually. The guy they worry. <laughs> oh. So that is that. Hopefully. He just pays them much. I just, just just finish this saga because we are getting tired. <laughs> All right, now let's take a social media trend. Brought to us by Carl Bank and Vodafone. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. It's 11 after 8. This is still the City Breakfast Show. The messages are welcome on 0549-986-996. Residents of Wager and surrounding areas. How are you dealing with the spillage? The Daily Graphic has uh, some pictures on its front page. If you visit citynewsroom.com, they've got several stories. As People of Ashbread are also speaking uh, there. Um, but let's hear from the MCE for Wager, Patrick Kumo. Now, he's asking residents to brace themselves for the worst. Caleb, Charlie, it looks like this the chapter is not closing or ending anytime soon. No, no and it's not like <clears throat> we've not known this over the years. There are several research documents, both from World Bank, government agencies like the AMA, that has actually listed floods, right, mm-hmm. as a cause number one priority shock. And there's a document here I'm looking at from the AMA on Accra Resilience. Okay. Um, okay. That I can give you some details. No, we'll, we'll, let's, we'll get let's to that. Let, let's get that. on to the feel. Yeah. Let, let's let's get a, a, a good feel and or an update on what's going on. Our colleague Kweku David, uh, who's co-host of uh, CCTV's Breakfast Daily, he's out on the field today, and he's out there strapped up in the water, and he's going to give us a feel of what exactly the situation is like today in Wajagbawi. And he's speaking to some residents who are there at the moment. 
the flood is not receding enough, they have to get some new ones to add to it. Wow. All right. Thank yeah. you, Richard. Thank you. All right. So that was Richard there we were talking to. Um, you can see people moving their things there further oh, um, down there. So, Apioko, you can see what's going on there. Um, you can see people moving their things. But early, early on, I actually spoke to some people as well. I spoke to a gentleman called Randy um, who was also um, expressing his sentiments as to what had happened. Um, before we take a look at uh, that conversation I had with him, just take a look at what's happening here. You can see the water bubbling out of yes. the school compound. So, so that, know. so, so that, what that we're water seeing is that the water in, level in the school compound is so high that now it's coming out onto e the road. E exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's matching the level outside, and it's bubbling out. So you can see that's going on there. Yeah. So I think, um, Apioko, we can take a look at the the conversation that we had earlier um, but you know there's these people coming across here uh, maybe I can speak with them briefly yeah, what are they carrying um, it's a yeah uh, boss good morning yeah, and your name please Mr. Okay. sorry for uh, uh, stopping you in your in your movement but are these your your shop items yeah it's my it's for my wife okay uh, and, and where are you going so uh, we did we, so we want to we and put it for the rosa and then if you come out everything and then we take okay, out. So you are evacuating the whole shop? I see. So is it a salon? Yeah. Okay, so this look like hair pieces, right? Yeah. Okay. So my wife did inside the okay. shop. They come out the things. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. So this is what yeah. is happening. They are evacuating the shop now. His wife is still in the shop there. They are packing the things as we speak and, um, and um, rem taking the things out bit by bit until they clear the shop and they're going to move out of the neighborhood until the waters recede. As you can see, there are people sitting on top of a wall yeah. there, um, you know, just to stay away from the water. Um, but I do want to say that the water seems to actually be receding as we speak. Okay. If you look at the water level at the wall, you can see yeah, where the earlier mark before. of the water yes. was. Yeah. Exactly, and it's, it's, it seems to be dropping. Um, so hopefully, maybe by close of day, uh, it will be, uh, you know, not largely receded, um, even though it may not be dry yet. Uh, but like I said, I spoke to someone earlier, so we could take a look at that report, and then uh, we'll, I'll be I'll be looking for. I want to move further into the neighborhood and see what the experiences are over there as well. All right. So we're still out here. Uh, we are out here in the Wager area. This is the Gar South municipality. The Wager Dam has been spilt. Um, obviously, as you can see, the waters behind me, I'm actually walking knee-deep in the waters. Uh, depending on the undulation, undulating nature of the road, um, the uh, ground is either, you know, uh, the water either drops a little bit or some, I have water in my boots as we speak. So it, it keeps going up. Right now, I'm, I'm feeling the road descending uh, slightly. So it's very possible that water is going to get into my boots now. Um, and if it does, I'll show you what it looks like. Yes, but um, so what is happening is that we're going to go further into the community. And so come with me, uh, ask myself and my cameraman, we go towards the community um, and see what's actually happening inside. All right. Um, the, the apparently yesterday around 2 p.m. Uh, is when the water started rising. You know, so it means that the spillage took place earlier. So um, this is the school. Uh, no, this is the building before the school. You can see a, uh, it looks like a residence of sorts here. 
um, you know, before the school, you can see the water. Uh, when they were building, they raised the ground a bit, so it's slightly higher than where the road is itself. And as you can see over there, um, you can see where the water has gone in and has gone into the rooms. There's a room in there. So it looks like a security post um, or some kind of an office. And the water has gone in there. You can see um, over there. Yeah, so this is, this is what people are having to live with and experience this morning um, right here in Wager. And it's barely um, 8 o'clock. It's not yet 8 o'clock here. Um, in, in it's about, about 7.57 per my time, and this is what we're experiencing. People are having to literally wade through the water out of their homes and, uh, you know, come out here to, if, if they need to go to work, tie their feet uh, with, with plastic bags and Wellington boots if they can uh, to be able to get out and go. I'm sure a lot of people will not be going to work today because they're going to have to deal with water in their rooms, in their homes, you know, and all of that. And this water, it's not, it's not like regular rainfall kind of situation. There's a lot of water that has come here and it's sitting. It doesn't seem to be sinking um, very quickly, you know. So um, let me speak to this gentleman here. Um, morning, sir. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Okay, what's your name, please? Randy. Randy. Randy, um, Randy where, at what point in time did you see this water rising up to this point where we are? Um, do, you mind, do you mind just facing the camera for oh, a uh, yeah. viewers, uh, viewers are watching right now. Uh, okay, actually, I, I close from job. I go home um, around um, 7.30 and I notice that the place has been flooded. 7.30 p.m.? Yeah, 7.30 p.m. The field has been flooded. Mm -hmm. But um, this is my first time noticing the same situation like that. Mm -hmm. I've been in this area for, let's say, about 17 years now. Around 2005, they opened it. So it's very huge, but it didn't go to this extent. Mm -hmm. So what do, you, what do you understand as being the problem that has created this? What has actually happened that has created this situation? Okay, you know, we are, we are actually closer to the dam. Uh -huh. That's the major dam. And, and what, since I came to this area, what I've noticed is that um, um, we've been told that um, if um, it gets to rainy season and the area is being flooded, the house will just open the dam so that um, the water can just uh, pass through because... Uh, if they do that, so nah, it will help rather than the dam breaking. So that, that, that's what... But this is not the first time, the first time that the dam has been opened. So, and it's never been this bad. Has it ever been this bad? Oh, no, 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 no not really. It's never been this bad like, like this. Yeah. Yeah. I said that they... they, they, they um, so where they, do you live? Which part of the area do you live? Oh, I'm just... Um, just not at this road. Not, not, not too far not from, from here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what, is home, what does home look like right now? Okay, actually, with my place, and the place has been filled, so um, it's at a compound, but it hasn't entered my room yet. Okay. Yeah. So you are going home? I'm going home. I'm going home. What are you going to do if the water doesn't go down by midday? <laughs> actually, yesterday I slept at a hotel, so if it doesn't go down, I have to just take my family back to the hotel. Wow. And you have, you're living with um, wife, kids? Yeah, I think it's, yeah. All right, all the best then. Thank you very much, Randy. Thank you for speaking to us. All right. So, um, yeah. So uh, earlier on, we noticed that you were you were taking a, a, a lady out of the area. Was that your mother? Yeah. Uh, um, um, not at my life. She said, "Mother to me." Yeah, mother yeah, to you. Okay. And um, w was it like a regular checkup, or she's been unwell 
over the night? Uh, um, she's been well. Actually, she's not feeling well, actually. And, and, and this condition is also not good for her health. So uh, you just have to help her out. Yeah. So are you going to relocate her for the time being? Or she's going to come back here? No, no, not now. She's now actually going to a family's um, place, a family home. Yeah. At Bawi Bulemi. Yeah. Thank you very much, Randy. Thank you for speaking to us. All right, so that was Randy, a resident of the neighborhood, uh, speaking to us there um, about the challenges they had this morning. You saw earlier on your screen, um, and we, we can see the water moving towards um, the eastern direction. Um, over here, it's flowing in this direction. You can see it coming down from the hillside there, and it seems to be running this way. Um, uh, as you can, you can see the water streaming down this direction there. And so there you have it. The, you can see the bottle on top of the water. It's showing the water direction. And that's where it seems to be flowing. That must be a slightly downhill um, flow. And so that's where the water seems to be going. Yeah, so this is just at the, um, on, the on the perimeter of the talented Royals uh, International School. So that was uh, Kweku David. He's actually live at the scene, and we um, got a feed of uh, breakfast daily. So if you if you tune into CTTV, you see the pictures. You see the pictures and get a better feel of the area it's <laughs> it's really troubling you are, you are seeing people who are moving out people's homes are flooded shops are flooded people can't go home people are leaving the neighborhoods and um have several tetegu ash bread by way those areas wager those areas are all um flooded and this happens every every time we hear that the dam is open but it looks like this may have i don't know whether i caught them off guard but people say what they are experiencing is far greater than what they have seen over the years we have some messages coming we'll, we'll, we'll go through um that we'll see if we can get to speak to the mce live but we did speak to him yesterday patrick kumo he's mc for wage and he was telling residents to brace themselves for the worst and he indicated that um in his correspondence with the ghana water company he got the the suggestion that more volumes of water were going to be spilled. So let's listen to Patrick Kumo, MCE for Wajagbari. Currently terrible. We did the assessment since yesterday. We've been here since yesterday. We did open this channel just around uh, 5:30 a.m. this very morning, and uh, it's been a Herculean tax. I mean, looking at the spillage that uh, we are experiencing in the municipality at the moment, it's something that we've not really witnessed before. Uh, the dam is currently being spot at a rate of about six feet per gate. Almost about four gates have been opened so far, and that is creating a lot of mess in the uh, municipality. I believe uh, with the partnership of NADMO and the 48th Regiment, uh, we have been able to rescue our people to the safe heavens where we think uh, we can keep them whilst we look forward to getting the situation stabilized. This, this um, heightened destruction. Uh, let me say it could be uh, one, one of the factors could be the climatic change that we all are talking about, uh, falling of trees, this illegal uh, mining that is going on in our forests and all that, uh, burning of fossil fuel and other things are creating all this uh, climate change. Normally in 
uh, um, September, you don't experience rainfall. But what we are witnessing now is something that baffles our mind. We've had uh, continuous seven days of rains up uh, the eastern region, which uh, is creating this problem for us. With the report that we also received from the metro and then Ghana water, we are still expect to have a lot more of the waters coming in. And let me use this opportunity to uh, tell my constituents to move to higher grounds because uh, uh, the authorities, we are doing everything possible to salvage the situation. In as much as we're doing that, we also are most important about their life for which we're asking them to move to higher grounds. So we have been on the ground. We've been speaking to some of the residents. They say that there is a certain pit at Wager. They have been complaining that it is because it has been engulfed with filth. That is the reason why we're experiencing this magnitude of destruction. Uh, my dear brother, even the Wager Dam, that holds almost a millions of gallons of water, is exceeding its limit, of which Ghana water has to spill. If you are talking of a pit, how many gallons of water can that pit hold? Let me tell you, we were trying to salvage a situation within that area. Anytime the dam is built around the SEC area, the water comes through that pit into the community, of which we needed to uh, salvage that area by filling it and then capping. Then, of course, now the water can now use its main course. So nobody can use that situation as being the cause of the flooding in the municipality. The water that is being spilled as of two days now, it's over millions of gallons, and you are not talking. We are not talking about pit. People should start thinking about. Um, I don't know how to put it, but we need to start thinking out of certain uh, certain ways. You don't blame that uh, somebody has filled a pit that is creating uh, a flood in a community. So that was Patrick Kumo, MC for Wager Bawe, talking about the impact of uh, the Wager Dam spillage. Caleb Koda is here. Uh, Samens has joined us. Uh, Samens, good morning. Good morning. You had Patrick Kumo yeah, talking yeah. about the effects right, he's of... He's giving speech, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Every year we he's do this. Speech. but speech. I think this is the first time I'm actually... I think this is the hardest hit people there probably have, have been. Really? I don't know because well, you people don't have say, the history. Yeah. because Patrick Kumo himself mentioned that but the he's volume not, he's of water there is not he's just yeah, a politician so giving speech, man. In fact, <laughs> in fact, Ghana Water Company is saying here That's that the volume of water they've spilled this time around is sort of the highest they have had. There's to. a background to it. Yes, there's a background to it. Yes. You know, because you see, um, um, this Wager Dam has been active if you like, um, since 1978. Yes. I, since 1978, that I'm sure. You could do that. Um, and the first few years of its existence, we didn't experience this much. Okay. But you can't build a dam of this magnitude and cause this devastating encroachment and expect that everything will be normal i mean what kind of human beings are we <laughs> you 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 cause this encroachment and expect <laughs> that everything will be normal it doesn't work that way what people forget is that that dam there is not a natural lake like say Lake Busumtree. Uh -huh. It was man-made. <laughs> yep. It's it's yes. it's actually the Densu River. Yeah. 
that ah, has been dammed for water treatment. Yes, for. it's the Dinsu River, which is sourcing itself from the Atiwa Forests area yes. all the way mm. through the mm. eastern region, heading towards the sea. Okay, now Accra needed water. Kutua Champon's government decided that okay, why we have this natural body here? Why mm. not? From '74 for four years. They worked on it by, by um, I think, uh, an Italian company. Okay. okay. Now they finish with its forest preserve mm. that covered and give protection to the dam and the surrounding land area and everything. Over years, people have defied the natural rules for our spatial planning and, and have encroached the space now the wager dam itself as is has i think a capacity of uh, not in volumes but the 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 depth is about 46 feet okay you 47 know. actually yeah beyond 47 yeah it's, then it's an issue. okay yeah okay so 46 is maximum, maximum. once it rises to 48 uh, there's mm. a problem now, this, these are the options. We either leave people to keep building and not spill so that we collapse the entire dam. Uh -huh. Now, it's estimated that if this dam collapses, most parts of Accra and some parts of the central region Will be, will be without water for at least five years. Five years? At least five years. Okay. That is if we allow this dam to perish. And if we don't want it to go that way, we have to keep spilling the water. Now, over years, rain encroachment encroachment development encroachment <laughs> has caused the action of rain to transfer sand into the base of the lake which would mean that mm. the least addition of more water it will it will cause it to rise even if you are using the, the wager, you see when it's raining, the amount of sand that's, that is deposited on even the yes. streets or the roads. From the hills. From the hills, hills. Yes. You know. yes. So we keep... So you ask yourself, where is the sand going? I see. All the sand that we are eroding through rain and other activities ends up on the bed of the lake. And so over time, and over time, and I'm talking 30, 40 years, the ability to absorb water is, loose, is, yes. is lost. Because the, the, is the river is filled. It's filled. So this is where we are. That's why it's becoming more devastating over time. Yeah. But I'm saying that, one, if we cannot stop the encroachment, let's not be giving speeches. <laughs> because no speech can repair the damage that this thing is causing. It would take 
action and decisive action first of all mm. stop the encroachment secondly those who have built in the area that are not supposed to be built just break them down and mark the place as a security zone because there's the threat of water security that this thing is posing you have no idea because if communities will not have water for at least five years, that's a very, I very mean, serious we situation. We wait and supervise buildings around the area, knowing that every year it is a ritual that we have to let off the water. Because if we don't spill the it water, destroy the dam. it will destroy the dam. If it destroys the dam, we are in trouble. We pay a far greater cost. Yes. It will cost us more. Exactly. So, I don't even know. And then every year, it happens. Um, MC will give speech. Nadumo will go and parade there as if they are doing much past. And I've always maintained that. The concept of Nadumo itself has to be reviewed. In a poor country like ours, where we have never had enough resources for the organization called Nadumo. Should be disaster prevention. Not well, management. Th that's I, I, I don't know how they want to call it, mm. but I think that the function of NADMO yes. should be integrated into the military. Right. Should be integrated into the military. Right. Because it's becoming more devastating to manage our disasters, knowing that our people don't have adequate resources mm. and in some aspects adequate training every government that comes will change the management of nothing <laughs> true or false true. true but government comes can you change the management of the military no, no you can't <laughs> and i'm saying that and when it you see the thing is that when it gets worse we call them military we call them, anyway. military. <laughs> we call them the regineers so regiment, the engineers regiment. knowing that every year will spill go to bagri dam every year will spill okay it, it happens so, what we have done for ourselves is to establish a repeated cycle of failure to manage this damn spillage. Only a matter of time, <laughs> we'll start losing people. And watching City TV this morning, yeah. you, 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 I saw a school there, yeah. talented yes. something, yeah, no, no, royal the, the pictures are still know, on there, school yeah, bus, talented the entrance royal. is flooded. I mean, you can see that this is a massive investment that somebody has made. Okay? Now, who advised them to put up a school in the waterway, yes. knowing that every year the spillage is going to happen? I mean, people will say, hey, government, come and help us. <laughs> ah, who gave you the permit to build there? And whoever is sitting in the assembly there giving permits for people to build should be questioned. And I think that people don't get punished for messing up our built environment hard enough. Look, if this thing messes up, my brother, the stench that is going to emanate from <laughs> that place, forget about Kole Lagoon. Okay? Even the variety of fishes that we had in that mm -hmm. water body has reduced to about only five. Even the size of fishes that we used to get yes, from that true. has also reduced. You know why? Not just encroachment, but pollution. pollution. All manner of waste 
is allowed to enter that base. And then we wake up and we give speech. And I mean, look, I tell look, politicians who stop worrying us with speeches. Because we, we, we actually are not listening to speeches anymore. No, no, we don't speak. Politicians, listen to me. People have stopped listening to speeches. You know what they are looking at? They are actually. looking at your body language. That what you say is that what you do. Mm. If it's not what you do, forget it. Zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. But early detection is key in the fight against breast cancer. Let's not forget that this October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and so the Bank Hospital is um, organizing free education and physical examination this month with fifty percent off mammogram and breast ultrasound scans every Wednesday and Thursday in this month. Come to the Bank Hospital between nine a.m. and three p.m. for your breast screening. And the bank hospital is located at block F6 Shippy Road Cantonment. You can call 0302-739-373 or send an email info at thebankhospital.com. Think pink, think early detection. Now, if you're also wondering where exactly they are, well, the bank hospital is near Nafti for those who uh, know the area well. When was the last time you washed your hands? Did you know that hand washing with soap was one of the most effective ways for people, whether they are at home, school work, or at a healthcare facility, to keep themselves and loved ones safe from infections? The critical times for hand washing with soap and running water are when you use the toilet, before or after preparing food and eating, before feeding someone, including breastfeeding, after handling money and touching animals, and after being out in public or after sneezing and coughing hand washing with soap prevents the spread of infectious diseases keep your hands clean this message is brought to you by water aid ghana are you a patient living with diabetes do you know that controlling your blood sugar significantly reduces your risk of diabetes and complications such as hypertension heart disease eye problems and amputations managing your diabetes without monitoring your blood sugar is like driving without a dashboard the Rush Diabetes Care, manufacturers of AccuCheck Active and Instant Blood Glucose Monitoring Meters are running a platform. Buy two strips of AccuCheck Active or Instant Strips and get an AccuCheck Meter. Available in all leading pharmacies near you or contact the distributor ISN Ghana Limited on telephone number 0256481490 or 0209637634. We have some messages and voice notes that have come through on 0549-986-996. Let's listen to the voice notes first and then we'll get into your messages. Good morning, Ethan and team. My name is Imano and I have a friend who used to live at the Wager area. The mom currently lives there. Similarly, I had a news I called. And my understanding is, yes, the management of the dam really have to um, have a lot of questions to really answer in this case. Because according to him, the last time he saw such a spillage or he saw a spillage causing such a harm was about 10, 10 years ago when he was in secondary school. Normally what they do is when the rain starts coming in, they open the valves gradually for the water to be flowing. So in that case, the tank don't need to be over, overflow before the opening the entire four or five valves for, for the water to come rushing into people's home and destroying properties. So this time around, it's like someone slept on the job, left the valves closed, 
and allow the water to accumulate to that unsustainable level for 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 them to then do the spillage and of course communication was also poor people really understand that there is a more for more of a national security issue but i think the management of the dam that is ghana water company limited in this case have a lot to answer how come the 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 this time around they waited for the dam to get full instead of the usual thing they do where they open it halfway during the rings and then when the rings is over then they'll close it up so i think maybe they need to answer to this thank you uh Caleb, good morning and my greetings to all listeners Caleb, yesterday i couldn't sleep i i around 12 o'clock i have to come out from the house and go and sleep at a friend's place because the water was keeping rising and uh, i was i was afraid of my life so i asked my wife to go and sleep at a friend's place and he took my child to, to the place and i went and looked for another guy's place to sleep at uh, malam I, I live within the tetebu area and it, it was scary so it's very very scary i don't know i don't know in this country the leaders don't think about that because there wasn't any information to us we realized that the water was just coming it was very very bad so I hope the city authorities will do something to help us. At least our, our property has been destroyed, and I don't know how they can help us on that level. Too. Good morning, Nathan and team. My name is Yakubi Bin Chambers, and you guys are doing a great job. Continue with it. My greetings to Bernard and hope he's keeping well. Regarding the wager uh, floods, I think many a time these people have been warned not to build on waterways. But they have been adamant and they have gone ahead to build there. And in season calls on them to evacuate the place have fallen on deaf ears. I think nature has its own way of getting back at us and posterity to be specific. See, we should always do the right thing. Let's not wait for the, the worst to happen. Then we call on government. We cry on government. Government is us. We are the governments. So let's do the right thing and not allow nature to punish us. And regarding the man... In fact, a fully grown man with 32 teeth beating a toddler on on social media. I think it's only drugs or substances in the head of an individual that will make him or her behave so. These people, in my opinion, need spiritual exorcism, to to be fair. The police must hunt for this man. He must be made to pay for this sin. Unless, of course, he was exorcising the child of spiritual uh, attacks. Eight forty-four. This 
say still the city breakfast show. So you had some voice notes there. And uh, Caleb, some messages have also come through. Loads of messages, Nathan. My name is Stanley. I was at Wager yesterday for a business meeting with... I think one. you read this. Okay, we, we had this uh, through. Good morning, Nathan and Caleb. This Wager problem is an issue that portrays the deep-seated, I-don't-care attitude of our dear nation, Ghana. Nathan and team, I suggest you also educate us on our responsibilities as citizens. Everything is not government. We must also be responsible for our own safety. Some people build on waterways and others close to the dam. When authorities write stop work, produce permit on their buildings, they will ignore and continue. This happens in many places in this country. The irresponsibility in our country is too much. Everything government, government, government. Ghana Water issued a warning before the wager spillage, but the residents ignored it. Good uh, citizens are responsible citizens also. Thank you. Kwejo Asare, Koforija. Good morning, CTFM. I live at Upper Wager. When you're coming from Wager Junction through Oblogo all the way to Last Stop, there isn't a single house on the left side which isn't affected. Even the rich people with strong boulders for walls have their houses filled with water. The Oblogo Public School is affected badly. Even the cemetery is submerged in water. This is very bad. <laughs> wow. Good morning, CTCBS. I really empathize with those affected by the spillage, but let's be realistic. It's high time people took responsibility for their own lives. People live at places they don't have to live, and this thing is done each year. It's sad, but people need to be told the truth. Hello, CBS. It beats my imaginations that in the 21st century we spill water as waste. Can't we as a nation have a centralized or several localized reservoirs to store excess water for irrigation in the dry season? Where are the innovative ideas from all those appointees? We will later be crying over poor crop harvest. Bob Marley was really right. In the abundance of water, you continue, Kofi, in Tema. Dear Team City, valid points raised by Samens, but I ask... Why are we feeling sorry for people who have decided to flout spatial planning laws in the waterways? They have built in waterways and today their houses are getting flooded. Why are journalists there to sympathize with them? Oh, please. I mean, it it could be your relative. It could be your relative. It could be your relative, you know. So Anyway, uh, Caleb, let's hold on. Let's let's go to the line. Let's speak to Dr. Clifford Brimer. He's MD of the Ghana Water Company Limited. Um, They had to spill... Uh, water from the dam to to make sure that the dam stayed active. Dr. Brahma, good morning. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Uh, good morning. Um, I'm sure you've you've been following the report. Several citizens or several residents there have been affected by your action. Just just to put things into context. Can you explain why every year you you have to open or you have to spill water just so p- people will understand how and why these things happen almost every time? First and foremost, we want to. Uh say sorry to the people that have been affected because uh, every human being's life matter and you struggle to get job and it's not just uh, good to lose it just within a, a short period but also have we cautioned ourselves in some of the activities that we undertake normally when you are building a dam it is like a river running and because you have a purpose for water to be stored, you decide to block the waterway. So you build a dam wall to a level that it can trap water for your usage. So there's a concrete wall that has blocked the Desu River that's supposed to go and discharge into the, the sea. And when you are building a wall, 
because of the volume of water that you're going to store behind the wall, you will have to look at the strength of the wall. And the strength of the wall will be based on the height of the water behind the wall. Immediately, the water gets over it. And you don't get the water to go out. It will, top, it will, it will break. It's like it's going to turn around. It's like going to do as if it's going to go clockwise. Well, depending on where the direction is. And it will break. And so when you block the descent, the water will still be having its way because you create a kill the river all of a sudden. Ghana Water Company is still weak. There are five gates, and each of the gates can open up to 21 feet. So because of that, they will have to create a buffer beyond the original riverway. Okay. So that in the event that you burn to a level, because you don't control the natural activity of rain and inflows through the, the catchment area. And so they estimate a lot of capacity. So you create a buffer such that if you even open the gate up to the 21 feet, the five gates, water will still have its way without affecting any, any, anybody. As we said today, all the buffer, including the original waterway, you are aware that if you prevent water from moving on its course, it will find its way. Mm. And so the, the area that you don't even expect the water and the normal circumstances to go, the water will go there. Today, we are doing four gates, not five, and six feet, not 21. And people are experiencing this kind of flooding. What it means is that the waterway has been completely taken over by concrete buildings. People are saying we did not make announcement. It was an emergency situation. Within less than 24 hours, the water level moved from 45 to 49 feet. Throughout the year, one gate is always open. So that it allows whatever inflow that comes to go. Mm. And so we're monitoring and within 24 hours, and when we opened the gate, we even realized that the inflows were becoming more than the outflow. And so they, it continued to increase to the levels. We had informed them earlier, but this time we couldn't get the opportunity to do the announcement that we've been doing regularly on the, every year. Sometimes we take more than one week to do the announcement. This time, it was unanticipated. And so it came around that time, and we decided to be opening gradually, gradually, gradually. But so, we got to a point where you have to get to the six with the four uh, uh, gates. You go and stand on the dam wall and look down the, 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 the river course. Then you realize that if it's rubbish, they had made that place a rubbish dam or so, or a landfill. I'm sure somebody was preparing to build, to cover the place and build there. And then you see, it's an eyesore. So as much as we think that life matter, we should also be careful to protect our life. Because at a point, it, 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 will, 
it, it could have come midnight when people are sleeping. You will not even get a chance to open the 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 the, the, the gate, and the whole wall would have collapsed. And you can imagine the volume of water behind the the, the wall coming out. All the settlements around there will, will just be washed away, and nobody will be able to. And that's why, engineering-wise, you create the buffer. But if people decide to go and build in the buffer, I'm sure you are aware that in the past, national security have been there a number of times. To, but the, after that, they go back. After that, they go back. So, 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 so yesterday, the chief, yesterday, the chief of Uja was with us at the at the, at the, at the dam wall to see for himself, to see for himself what is happening. And so we also need to question ourselves as what we do and where we even buy some of this. If you go to the riverbed itself, the last time I went there with my minister, when people were doing sand winning, they said they were creating the road. People were building in on the riverbed. And I'm sure today, if you go there, the buildings will not be there. Why would we do this to ourselves? Why? So, so Dr. Brahma, so clearly from, from your submission, we can deduce that a lot of human activity really is behind the, the effects of the spillage. So you created a, a way for the water to pass, but people have jumped on those spaces they have built, and now the water needs to find a place to go. So we have these challenges. And under normal circumstances, the water would have gone even with a 21 feet if we had opened with a 5 gate. The calculation was done in such a way that it will still go into the sea without affecting anybody. But if you come and then you think that, oh, this river has not happened. And normally, when you are building a dam, you are losing a return period of 100 years. That for 100 years, there can be an occurrence one. And because it's an engineering design, you don't take that in, as a joke. Even if it will come in 100 years, you will still have to take that as part of your, your design. The cost is going to be very high, but you will protect life when the uh, occurrences uh, uh, happen. And that is how we do it. But if you decide that, oh, it has not been happening, it has not been happening, and so it won't happen, <laughs> you, you can never tell. Because this is pure calculations you will do and say that look don't move to this even with that there's a factor of safety you still have to put in and say that look in the event that it comes more than that okay let's give it probably another 10 percent or 20 percent addition and bring it in yes the cost will go high people will complain but at least as an engineer you know that you are high. that is why you probably you have to do the design to be higher than what you really have okay and this particular one i think the period the return period has been 30 years and this year, I think when they calculated, we calculated this even 27 years. You know, this climate change thing is, is affecting everybody. And upstream, equally, where water should have found itself and be stored, I'm sure all those places will have become built up areas. So the water will just have to find its way into the, the, the lower level of the valley, which is the river, and then, and then flow. And I'm sure that's the reason why we got that shock within less than 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Having uh, your, 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 this said to be from 45 to 40, 40, 49. And our maximum level is 48. 
if it goes after but we had gotten forty nine because they gave some allowance access because we can never tell the level it will go. Okay. And beyond fifty, the whether we like it or not, the world would have gone off and we were forty nine point five. Mm. So what were you going to do? If you are the, the operator, you will want the water to, to gush out. So um Dr. Bama, so um is there more spillage? Are you going to spill more water or you are done for now? Um, and uh, the, the, the inflow has slowed down. And so once it's slowing down, we we'll also have to slow down because we will not also be spilling in the way that the water will go out of our reservoir. So it has to also be controlled up to the 48, probably uh, 47 thereabout. They will be managing it at that level. And it's coming, as I yesterday said, uh, it was from 49.5. It came to, I think, about 49.3. And so what it means is that the inflows are coming down. So, But we still have to discharge a lot till we get to around the 47 there about Because 48 is our maximum. Mm, so, so it means that you, you have to spill some more water so, so it gets yeah, to the so level where the dam can function we well. It, we can be playing around it once. We can be playing around it and shut most some of the, the, the gates. But the gate currently is open at six feet. And that's what people might take note. The size of the gate, the left, is twenty-one feet. And there are five there are five gates. We've currently opened four gates at six feet. So we've opened and four gates at, at six feet. So six of six the feet. 21 feet, that's what you've opened? Yes. Okay. Not the 21, but in the design, okay. the water can go 21. 21 feet, 21. okay. And the water will... And so people should know that even they must let the spillway, uh, sorry, the, 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 the buffer stay. Because you can never tell. Because the design is also for that. That there can be a point where we can move it to 21. What it means is that within the period they checked for the design, the flooding had gone, have gone up to where the gate will be open at 21, and five of them. But this one is six. And we're not using five. We're using only four. So I'm sure this will be a serious caution to selling land around the place, whoever is buying land around the place, and whoever is building there. Um, doctor, and the Brahma, communities that yeah. get flooded okay. take it more seriously because the water will find itself and enter into communities that are not supposed to be affected by the water. Dr. Brahma, I have a message here. I have a message here. Um, and somebody's asking if somebody says water supply to the surrounding areas have been water supply has been cut since Monday. The person wants to know if that is also a safety measure that the Ghana Water Company has undertaken with respect to the spillage of the dam. No, uh, probably there's a, a, a technical issue. Okay, is, otherwise, spilling okay. the water does not uh, necessarily cause a shut in. But there are some of the stations, like Akimoda, the water levels. They had gone so high that it entered into the, 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 the headway mm. the, where our low lift pumps are. So they couldn't have uh, popped, so they had to shut back today. Everything has gone down. Jabusi, it happened, but they've all now been uh, rectified.
All right, Dr. Brahma, thank you so, so much for your time. We'll get back to you if there's the need to do so. That was the MD of the Ghana Water Company Limited, Dr. Clifford Brahma. So <laughs> I think he's painted a picture for all of us to see. So at the base of this is human activity. Human activity. A path Isn't that, that was, what we've been yeah, talking about? A path that was designed for water to... You know, if you know Clifford, he is he, he, a technical person, yeah. but he's also a diplomat. Um, he just tacked to his professional area and then he kept jabbing at the the municipal um, authority without the without owning up. Okay. <laughs> he says that those who will buy land go and buy your land. If you like continue you know, point is he he's he's the MD of Ghana Water Company. He's not the MC, he's not the regional minister. He doesn't issue permits for people to build. Mm. And so, what the subtle message that Dr. Brahma and his team are sending is don't that go there. Don't go there. By the way, Papa, more than 17 acres of the wetlands, Pambros, has been encroached. That's on the other side. I did that's this what, that's last year. That's on the other side. Yes. yes. That's on the, which is also very bad. I, I mean, mean, any form of encroachment within that general area is risky for, not for the inhabitants of Wager for the country because as usual we are being our very <laughs> own Ghanaians we are thinking that the problem has to do with oh people have been dislocated people are no it's a water security issue it's a major water security issue and it has to be handled in a more brutal fashion than this uh, uh, trying to oh let's let's give uh, what I can't handle is the speech. The speech. Trust me, it's action. Let's get the military people to go and take over. People who are built in areas where they are not supposed to to build, they should remove them. <laughs> well, but the roads in the area have even been done recently. You know, water <laughs> is there, light is no, there, everything is there. Nathan, I'm not, I, I, I don't, the last time I taught geography is, is like uh, yes. secondary yes, school. But have you ever heard that they built a dam In a, on the mountain top before? No. no. Dams naturally will be built in, 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 in low-lying low valley yes, areas. Yes, yes. And you go and build your house in the basin, in the basin there, and then, and then, and then, ah, let, let me read a message a friend just sent to me. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's one of the funniest messages. He said, my brother, Ghana is the only country on this planet I know that has succeeded in confusing God. He <laughs> said, we have used, how? abused his grace, his gifts, his goodness and mercy to the extent that he's not sure how to handle us anymore. I said, man, but no, Jimmy Ruff. I get the import of the message. Brother, we should remove all the built areas around, in and around the Wager Dam area. Somebody must hold the bull by the horn and That's do that case. now. Somebody said, oh, where would they go and live? That's another, that's another issue to be dealt with. But if we don't do that now, tomorrow we'll have bitter, bitter, bitter 
pills to swallow. Mm. Let's go to some of the messages uh, that have come in on zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. Good morning, CTCBS. The situation in Wager is sad. Listening to the MCA breaks my heart. How long are we going to use temporal measures as solutions to permanent problems? How is acquiring residential lands around such a dam even legal? We need to look into how people are still building around such an area, or we are waiting for another June third situation before we take the necessary action. Sai, Aaron Hello. from Oyari. On this, on this particular, yes. and I say again, and with no particular, um, um, you know, I'm not trying to pick on because the on on the MCE. I'm talking about the function of the MCE. You superintend over granting of building permits. Yes. No. Yes. 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 Go and take the database, and go around with your task force. And check how many of those buildings that today you are walking around giving speeches around have permits. Have permits, and find out who <laughs> granted them the permits. Because somebody granted the permit, it wasn't granted. And the person by who this. granted the permits, you no, know, Nathan, you know the the foolish thing, is still granting more people permit to build yes. there. We are seeing this thing, you. Know, you go and check the number of uh, requisitions for permits that are being processed for the same areas. People are reclaiming lands in the same valley. You hear some of the... the, the, the that general... There's a place called Bawebulemi. <laughs> if you understand, do, do you understand oh, that, the, there's Bawebulemi means inside a hole ah. or inside a pit. If you don't understand Ghana and you come and live in Accra, you want to live just anywhere. Don't you hear? <laughs> so from Gonser to Bulemi. Mm-hmm. The place is called Bulemi. Mm-hmm. And you go and build there and then you <laughs> you put cross on the door <laughs> thinking that the cross will save you. What okay, I mean? There's a Bawe Bulemi. Oh, okay. You go there, the place is a valley. You go and build, go there. And build there. And you know that we have an, an annual ritual of opening up the waters because of... Uh, uh, the, 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 you go and build it. And this year's rain pattern has been some way. Okay. Understood. You heard him say, I was talking to somebody last night. I said, Charlie Behel down. The brim too is go, go, going through the similar yes, things. Yeah. Now to the extent that it's it's risen high enough to even even cause damage to the headworks that the waterworks machinery. Wow. You, you understand? So we are not in normal times. No. So please, oh please. <laughs> government today, government tomorrow. Let's review the function of NADMO. I don't know much, but what I can say is that if we let the military handle NADMO, we'll be better off. <laughs> we have never ever, since I became an adult, been able to satisfy the resource requirements for NADMO, ever. True. Very true. And every time it's gotten worse, who do they call? You call the military. The military. So if you are waiting to call the military, why don't we Just integrate this thing and make it stronger and put it under a military leadership? Because look, Charlie, that is very serious. Oh, listen, that is very <laughs> serious. I mean, you are watching City TV well, now. Yeah, we were standing in water. See, see and, the, and and this is not a it's not a holiday resort. Oh, what you are seeing is bola water. The bola is mixed with filth, liquid waste, solid, solid waste, yeah. everything. Yeah. So basically, they are standing in poisonous water, and children are running through this to school. Jesus Christ! And we say it's not an emergency; it's a major emergency that we need to do something about. And we will not have to leave it to oh uh, uh, the district assembly. No, no, it's beyond. It's them. beyond them. 
I mean, what are, what's, what's their technical training in this? Beyond them. And when we are done with this one, I am saying that people are still building. There are buildings going on there now. Even in the water. Oh, yeah. Even in the water. Yeah. And people are claiming lands. Look, Charlie, look, when I was a kid, Kole Lagoon, people in my area there used to go and fish, proper fish, and go and take uh, uh, tilapia, the small, small ones. Akba. Okay. Today, look at the Kole Lagoon. Silt. Somebody one day will wake up, somebody will go and build there. <laughs> and let's, uh, Caleb, you're talking about the way people have oh. reclaimed. Oh, ah, some of the months ago, tried, a few months ago, when it's the rain. place, remember, than right. Suman area, yes. where is it? Otojo, yes, uh, Otojo, Otojo. People hardly say we are bomb that place, why? Oh, enclave, Basa. But you see, in the Tetegu area, if you go there, you even see salt. Salt on the on the on the parts mm. that they that have. That just tells you how yeah. much land. There's so have. much salt that if you when you look at people's homes, you see holes in the cement blocks because the salt has eaten deep into the blocks. But still, people are building there. People are still building. A couple more messages and then we wrap it up. While I empathize place. with the affected people at Gbawe, I re- it's really unfortunate. Uh, the blame. I will yeah, put the blame laid the blame at the doorstep of the assembly permits for those affected people Mm -hmm. to build houses in these areas do we have laws in this country do they work if yes they are they being applied accordingly or selectively we are our own problem until we enforce the laws without favor things will even get worse city team considering that the issue about the retaining wall holding back the water has uh, what's the retaining wall holding back the water has done over the years? Why don't we reinforce it to make space for the variations caused by human activity? It will be the most economical way to meet human activity halfway. Mm. Unbridled, unbridled form of human activity can never be contained by science. science. Okay. Any form of activity that doesn't make sense, yeah. science will just <laughs> not cannot manage it. I mean, you know that the thing is bad. You go and you go and build on the motorway and say that we should we should divert the motorway. This is what the person is saying. Yeah. Simple. Let's not allow encroachment. That's it. That's Two, just it. Those who are built in the wrong places, we should break down and relocate them. I mean, someone says, "Oh, where would they go and live?" But should we wait till we die? <laughs> Whoever gave them the permission should be called to answer. You see, this is it. People just get away with all these things. And while we are speaking, a lot more of them, they are listening <laughs> to us. They'll issue, issue more permits. <laughs> <laughs> so if we are not permits. ready to deal with this thing head on, then Charlie, we should mm. forget it. Even if you lose, hey, with some of money, okay. No matter the problem, never let them weigh you down. Hey, if you believe, you go defeat. Stand up to your nine eleven. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. If you send us your thoughts on zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we've got more for you. Do stick and stay. Don't go anywhere. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. 
Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Welcome back. This is still the City Breakfast Show on your dial 97.3 FM. Send in your thoughts and comments on 0549-986-996. We'll go through more of your comments later. But let's let's talk about supporting businesses. Something that everybody gets excited about. Now, Absa Bank Ghana has announced a 2.5 million CD grant to support businesses in the fintech and agritech industry. Now, it forms part of the Absa Young Africa Works program in partnership with the Mastercard Foundation. And it's designed to build the capacity of 5,000 SMEs and create 50,000 jobs for the youth in Ghana in the next five years. That's some big stuff. Now, I've been joined by head of SME banking at APSA Bank, Audrey Abaka, and monitoring and evaluation manager, SME Banking Innocent. Aumi, they are all with uh, APSA Bank and they are here to talk about this wonderful thing that they are up to. Um, Audrey and Innocent, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so Thank much you. for having us. Well, great, great stuff there. Audrey, let, let's let's uh, let's start off with you. Let's talk about the Young Africa Works program. What exactly is is, is that about? Okay, so the APSA Mastercard Foundation Young African Works program is a collaborative effort between the bank and the foundation to create. 50,000 jobs for young Ghanaians by 2025. Mm. It is also to financially support 5,000 micro, small, and medium enterprises within that period, as well as build their capacity. Mm. Now, what really motivated such, you know, an initiative? MasterCard Foundation, through their research, recognizes the growing population of the young, you know, the young uh, Africans. And also note that there is a deficit in job creation. Mm -hmm. And it is estimated that about 375 million uh, young Africans would enter the job market by 2030. So if nothing is done, if we are not deliberate and intentional to create an environment that creates jobs to absorb these young Africans, then there would be problems. Already you are aware that we have challenges with unemployment in Ghana and, you know, it's also in uh, most of the African countries. So we have to do something about it. And this initiative would create that environment. When we support businesses and businesses grow, businesses are able to create jobs for young people. And the emphasis is on women. The program is also our financial inclusion agenda. We are using this to embrace micro-businesses. 
you know, to get into the financial sector and women to also leverage the financial sector to build businesses and grow them and become economically empowered. Wow. And, and you are doing this with uh, 2.5 million CD support. That's, that's a lot of money. <laughs> it is. It is a lot of money. You know, uh, APSA has been interested in small and medium enterprises, you know, for many years. We were the first bank to have introduced a non-collateralized loan to the SME market. As I speak, we are able to give up to 1 million Ghana CDs without collateral to women. Okay, so the 2.5 million grant, this is a grant and not a loan that we are giving to young, you know, fintechs and then agri, uh, agri-tech businesses mm. is to enable them to grow their businesses. Okay, okay? and I, I must say that, you know, it, there is no doubt that the fintech and the agri-tech business or industry in Ghana is growing. However, when it comes to access to funding, they are challenged. Yes. Some of them have to depend on their own capital that they are able to, you know, source. Uh, they have to depend on their friends and families. Some of them, they have to, you know, depend on grants like this. And, you know, sometimes also some bold investors can say that, oh, your concept is very viable and let me take that risk and invest in. But that is rare. Okay, so it behoves on commercial banks like us, to explore other ways of supporting these uh, startups financially. So that 2.5 million would go to about 20 fintech and then agri-tech uh, startups, okay, whose businesses have been existed between one year and then five years. Okay. And okay. The, 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 the ceiling of the amount they can access is up to 200 thousand Ghana CDs. Great, great. You know, so let me bring you in. So so Audrey's laid the, the, the foundation. She's taking us to the why this is happening, what the Young Africa programs work is. Now somebody will start asking the, the boats and nuts. What form will the grant take and who, who qualifies? Okay, thank you very much um, Nathan for the question. I think um, the approach we are using to disperse this grant is a competitive approach. So mm-hmm. the people are allowed to and bring in their proposal. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be a two-stage approach where you bring in a proposal, we review it. Um, there will be a pitch session where you have to come and tell us how this solution is going to solve a problem in the MSME and agriculture industry space. Because we also understand that where we are now heading, I think agriculture is one of the areas that we need to really focus our attention I on. See. And I think that um, in doing mm-hmm. this, we should be able to provide a the needed support in those areas to be able to do that. Mm. Now, um, for those who qualify, mm. as Audrey has already said, businesses or fintech and agritech businesses that are youth-led is something that we are looking at. Okay. So when we are talking about youth-led, we are looking at people below the age of 40 years. I see. So that um, we are able to empower them to mm. be able to create any needed jobs that we said we want to achieve. So, so it means to start with, they need to be either a fintech yes. or an agritech. Yes. So anything outside this to know. No. Uh-huh. So it's for fintechs and, and agritechs. agritechs. And you're saying youth-led, so yes. below 40. Any other requirements? I think um, you just need to be a registered business. Uh-huh. And between the ages of five, one to five years, one less to than five, five years, years at least, so that you can be able to uh, so, benefit from it. Okay, so I'm listening. I have a business. I tick all the boxes. I'm between one and five. I'm youth led. I'm a fintech or agrotech. Now, how do I apply? So I think um, if you go to our website www.absa.com.gh, okay, and we have a, um, a portal there that you can just download the application form. 
complete it and there's an email address that you submit it okay, to. Okay, okay. Is there a time limit within which this should happen? I think for the for opening the application, we are we started on Monday. We are doing it for a month. So within now and a month, we'll be doing a lot of promotional campaigns to, to be able to get the attention of most of these people to come on board so that they send in the application. Okay, so is this the only channel? Appsad.com.gh, yes. download the forms, fill, and then submit. Submit. That's all. That, that's, so, so for now, that's the only channel. That's the only channel. That's the only way channel. people can get their, their, their details in. Um, or to find out where somebody is listening to us, they've had this conversation, mm -hmm. they are excited by it. What will you tell them? Or people who are, who are hearing this for the first time, you know, what, what would you tell them as we as we? Yes, so I would say that uh, it should, uh, what we have shared uh, with Ghanaians should let uh, Ghanaians know that APSA is really committed to supporting mm -hmm. the small and medium uh, enterprise sector. And if you heard us and you belong to this category of people that we're talking about, uh, this is a big opportunity. You, can, you don't waste time. You apply and who knows, you may be one of the 20 fintech, agritech businesses that we're looking to support. But just before uh, we go, mm -hmm. uh, we are not just going to provide grant. We mm -hmm. have partnership with MEST. Okay. So those that, you know, are successful, even those that will not be successful, will create the avenue for them to receive technical assistant support from MEST. And APSA has partnership with MEST. And we you know they are going through, you know, they, they have funding to give them, you know, very quality uh, business education and training. Mm, great, great. So if you are listening to us, if you are an agritech or fintech, visit appsa.com.gh and fill the forms Innocent and Audrey have been talking about. You never know, you could be part of the chosen 20 to get a good grant and build your business. Your business might be the next big thing and you never know. But thank you very much. I had Audrey Abakan, head of SME banking at APSA Bank. And I also had Monitoring and Evaluation Manager, SME Banking, Innocent Awome. They joined me to talk about um, APSA Bank's Young Africa Works program. Seemed impossible to fail When someone else instead of me Always seems to know the way Now, great leadership is crucial today more than ever. Are you an accomplished leader or an emerging leader and you desire to see great leadership on the continent? Then Live to Lead Conference is what you need. It's a full day's conference event. A full day's leadership event, sorry. And it's organized by the John Maxwell Company. Live from Atlanta, Georgia, ATL. And simulcasted around the globe on the theme leading with integrity for the common good and it's delivered by world-class speakers you've got john maxwell the number one leadership expert and best-selling author you've got patrick Ewa, president of ashesi university you have madame Pat uh, patricia obonai ceo of vodafone ghana you have uncle Ebo white renowned playwright you've got gwyneth uh, Gwyneth Addo, CEO of the Hair Center, and Madam Kathleen Addy, chairperson of the NCCE, and other speakers. It's happening this Friday, October 7, at Virtual on Leader Pass platform, and the rate is 799 CDs. Come and engage, get new perspectives, practical tools, and key takeaways from world class leaders who are doing great in their various fields of work. You can call 0546665826 or 0244012450 or visit Live2, the number, live2leadghana.com for more info. The partners 
uh, Go Fields, Multimedia Group, Village of Hope, Global Share Alliance, Echo Bank, Stambik Bank, KPMG, Holad, APSA, and UBA. And Lift to Lead is brought to you in Ghana by CTL Africa, Yapebi Team, and SGA Consult. And I know it's gone. Now, HR Focus Africa is Ghana's first ever human resource magazine and is organizing the 10th edition of the HR Focus Conference under the theme, HR's role in embracing the future of work during economic crisis. All HR practitioners and business leaders are invited to attend. It's happening on the 14th of October, 2022. Time is 9 a.m. And it's happening at the Labadi Beach Hotel. Tickets cost 200 CDs with discounted tickets for magazine subscribers. Subscribe today and enjoy a discount. You can visit events.hrfocusuniverse.com slash hrfocusconference or you can call 0547-800-482 or 0207-947-708 or 0546-791-509 for inquiries or ticket purchase. The 2022 HR Focus Conference is sponsored by Vodafone, Old Mutual, EBID, OFI, Enterprise Group Data Bank, Alliance, um, or Allianz, some people would say Acacia Vivo Energy, SIC Rabito B Systems, Apex Insurance Intake, Petra Lene, and Human Manager. And the media partners are City FM, Multimedia Daily Graphic, and BNFT. <laughs> City's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Nine thirty-three. Welcome back. This is the City Breakfast Show. Concerning your thoughts and comments on the number zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. Now, in the last few weeks or months, I'm sure you've noticed every now and again we have our conversation on HIV/AIDS. Spoken about different things today, we'll talk about orphans. 
or the challenges faced by by HIV orphans. And I have Reverend John Azuma in the studio with me. He's an HIV ambassador and a model of hope. We'll get into that conversation, but like we always do when it comes to these uh, conversations around HIV, we have a skit to play, and after the skit, we'll get into the interview. So enjoy this skit. We'll be right back. Oh, so Gertrude is dead, and she has left her beautiful twins just like that with no parents. Yes, so this is so sad. I can imagine what they are going through. Say it again. Who would want to take care of them? I'm even afraid for the children. You know she had HIV. Maybe that is why she died. The poor innocent children. They may not even have HIV, and even if they did, it is no reason for anyone to reject them. Hey. Would you adopt children with HIV? You know their father too died about three years ago. At that time, we did not ask why, but now, I believe it was HIV. Hey Sally, see how quick you are jumping to conclusions. You cannot get HIV through casual contact, so there's no need to stigmatize the children. I hope she availed herself of prevention of mother-to-child transmission of HIV services if she was HIV positive. It is the only way she could have prevented herself from passing HIV onto her children, either during pregnancy, labor, birth, or breastfeeding. If she did, and adhere to her health provider's advice and guidelines, then her children will be HIV negative. I hope one of Gertrude's family members will accept to look after their children and not maltreat them under their care. Hmm, I hope so too. It must be difficult for the children, HIV or not. This message is brought to you by Ghana AIDS Commission in collaboration with the Office of the First Lady and Rebecca Foundation. So that was uh, our skit there. Let's get into the interview. Like I said, I had Reverend John Azuma with, with me. He's an HIV ambassador and a model of a Reverend, good morning. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Yeah, good morning. How are you? Fine, thank you. And how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's, let's begin. Let's, let's talk about HIV orphans. Yes. When we say an HIV orphan, who is it? What is it? What are we talking about? Yeah, thank you very much. And good morning to your cherished listeners. And when we say HIV orphan, these are a group of children who are born directly with HIV mm, mm. and eventually lost their parents. So many, the father is dead, the mother is dead, mm-hmm. but the child is alive, mm-hmm. but living with HIV. I see. And uh, these children face a lot of emotional, physical, psychological problems. Mm. Just imagine you, you don't have parents and you live with HIV. So these are the kind of children we talk about. Okay. Okay, so so clearly the cause is, of course, when the two parents die. Die either one or either die, one. and you have one, mm. but probably even the one that you have, as which means irresponsible. So you you have a lot of trauma that you go through. I see. I see. Yeah. Now, how how can this be um, reduced? We are talking about this in context of HIV and all. How can we make sure that we don't have a lot of these? HIV orphans on our hands in, yes. in Ghana. Yeah, as we speak now, we the statistics is very high. Mm-hmm. More than forty-two thousand of Ghanaian children are HIV, and they are HIV, they are HIV orphans. Okay. And how can we minimize it by vivid education on our radio and our TV, mm. encouraging our pregnant women to get tested? Because one, how do the children get the HIV? They get it through a certain means, mm-hmm. and that means is their mother. 
the mother was positive and delivered and passed the virus. And you see, no woman on her rightful sense will intentionally yes. infect the baby. So it means the woman didn't know. So before we can reduce, we have to encourage and educate women when they are pregnant to go to the hospital and get tested. Mm. So when you get tested and you are positive, we give you the antiretroviral. When you take it well, there is no way, absolutely no way you can pass the virus to the baby. When you would religiously take the medication. Mm. So all pregnant women, our sisters, our aunties, our mothers that are pregnant, we should encourage them to go for HIV test. I see. So usually what happens to these children when they find themselves in this situation where they've lost either two parents or they have one parent who's gone, the other is probably not doing too well as a parent and doing their work. What happens to, the, to, to these children when they are in this situation? Yes, they, they, they pass through a lot of problems. As we speak now, I have an orphanage called Mandali Love Orphanage, and this orphanage is purely HIV children. I see. And uh, they are, we are located at Kwabenya, mm. and uh, what these children go through is that one, they are taking a certain medicine, mm. but they don't know what kind of medicine they are taking. Mm. So to, uh, sometimes they refuse to take, because why? I'm not sick, and I'm taking medicine. So it, and this result, even when they are going to senior high school, as we speak right now, a lot of them are growing to be adolescent mm. and they go to senior high. They are not under any supervision and they must religiously take their medicine, wherever they are. And eventually most of them do not take and they died. And so it, it's, it's a whole lot of work. Another thing that they go through is that when they lost parents, they don't have anyone to take them to the hospital See. where they can take their medication. Mm. Probably when the mother was alive, had been taking this child to the hospital, but now the mother is no more. The family has got to know, and they start stigmatizing this child. So therefore, who is there? The child was left in the care of the grandmother. The grandmother is also old and very sick. So when the appointment days come, the grandmother couldn't take this child to the hospital. So the child has defaulted. So he's taking the medicine, and not taking it well. So the child is not getting better. He's every day getting sick. Another thing they go through is disclosure. Who is there to tell this child that, hey, you are HIV and you must take your medication. Mm. And eventually they lack food. They don't mm. eat well. So okay. they don't eat well. Their medicines do not work. Okay. Because your parents are not there to three, three times provide you mm. a meal. So you lack nutrients and you are taking a very strong dose antiretroviral. So these have a lot of effect on these children. I see. So how, how can these children be helped? Of course, their situations are very difficult, but yeah. how, how can they be helped? Yes, they can be helped, one, by continuous education from our public on radio and television. You see, when we keep educating and we don't stigmatize them, we accept them as children like any other child. The child will feel loved. When the child feels loved, he's strong already. And number two, society should be able to support these children. We should be able to support them in their medication, in their feeding, in their schooling, in their shelter, in their clothing, everything that we can use to support these children because they are growing and they will grow to become useful people in our society. So they need support. Government need to support them. There more education need to be on our radio so that people will understand 
that even if I have the, one of these child, if my brother die and live, if I die and I leave my children, they are HIV positive, and you are their anchor, you should be able to accept them. And your wife in the house should also be able to accept these children. Mm -hmm. Because in many in instances, these children end up in their uncle's home. But the uncle's wife says, hey, Kweku, we bring this <laughs> HIV child to come and infect our children. No, this child must go. Why are you sending this child to? He's also a human being. The father is living with your children. Doesn't mean that he's going to infect them. No, it does, infection doesn't work like that. Mm. That child can live with you 100 years. He will never infect you. So people should also get to know this understanding. Mm. You mentioned support. Let's talk about whether or not there are known structures, right? Yeah. That exist to support such children. Yeah. Yes, uh, before... Mm. There were some structures like that, okay. but now no. Okay. Yes, before there were some NGOs who are into those particular areas, okay. who look for these children, show them love and support. But as we speak now, there are no vivid, and people push to social welfare. Social welfare do not have support themselves. Mm. They are not standing well, so they don't have that support to even send to these children. So it is a duty of all of us in our society our good listeners should look for these children. That is what I have done, been able to gather 58 of them. 58? 58 of them. Wow. School them, give them education, pay their school fees, send them to school, their clothing, their feed, everything. And two, two are in the university right now, wow. as we speak. Some are in SHS. Nine are in SHS. And these SHS ones, my challenge there is, Taking the medication, the supervision, yes. the supervision, and you see, because of stigma, I can also tell the school authorities that oh, they, my, does, my does child, yes, yes. and it has even backfired one before, so I can't do it again. So, Ministry of Education should pick up this issue that now there are a lot of adolescents who are HIV positive and entering to our SHS. What kind of conducive environment are we creating for these children to continuously taking their medica their medication? I I'm telling you, they hide to take their medication. They hide. Some hide it under some trees in the school. Because if the medicine is in my chobos, somebody uh, sees somebody it. Sees it. Uh, so when, when 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 you come to our home and we are interacting, they hide it. You tell your daddy. Uh, I, I went and hide it under a certain mango tree. So every morning I go there, I pick my medication. Nobody sees me. So if Ministry of Education, I know they are listening, it means that we have a work to do that our next adolescents that are entering to senior high school are only not any other child, but some are HIV. What kind of conducive environment can we put in place mm. so that these children will have their freedom to take their medication and life must go on? Mm, great. Just final words, especially for, for the public. You spoke about the fact that they need to be supported. And all. But final words, what would you tell everybody who's listening to us you know, as we think about HIV orphans, your, your thoughts on that and what you want the wider public to do in, in this regard? Yeah. My, 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 my wider appeal is that HIV does not kill. I am a person living with HIV for 22 years. If I would have died, I would have died long ago. So, I, and I'll live so long as I continue taking my medication. And therefore, the child who is HIV positive has this life to live. And therefore, we shouldn't stigmatize. That's number one. The number one appeal is that we should 
derive away from the stigmatization. Show them love. And the public, the institutions that are mandated to do this work should mm -hmm. continue mm -hmm. the education. Okay. When the education continue, me and you will come to understand yeah. that these so are normal children. I think children. you're talking a lot about it. And it's important. You, you feel that the more we educate, people's minds will start yes. to change. Yes, the okay. more we educate and we show these children love. And we shouldn't stigmatize them. Mm. And it, it doesn't mean when he's in a class with you, when he shared this microphone with you, we are going ah. to be infected. These are the very things people do not know. So when we continue doing that, I believe we will be able to achieve our goal and mm. show these children love and encourage them to take their medication because the medication is also one particular thing that you can't live without. Mm. So when you take mm. it, you live a very healthy life. Like me, I take it, I'm looking good, I'm looking healthy. So every person living with HIV, whether a child or an adult, should also continue taking his or her medication. Mm, mm, mm. So that's some enlightening stuff there. Challenges faced by HIV orphans. I've been speaking to Reverend John Azuma. He's an HIV ambassador and a model of hope. And we've been talking about challenges faced by HIV orphans. Reverend, thank you so, so much. Thank yeah. you so, so much. And, and keep up the good work. And I'm with you on um, your call for the education. It's important. If Very people understand, yes. the stigmatization will go down. down. And then, yeah. you know, people will be able to support, you know, these orphans. And just we can talk a bit more openly about HIV yes. and all of that. Reverend, yeah. thank you so, so much. Thank you. I'm very grateful. Thank you. To my own boy, 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 child. In case I don't make it. Just remember to daddy loves child. Did everything I could do to make it. So don't worry about what people say. To my own boy. Since I'm born to round, in case I never get to holler at my unborn child. Many things learned in prison, blessed and still living, trying to earn every penny that I'm getting. And reminiscing to the beginning of my mission, when I was conceived, I came to be in this position. My mama was a panther loud, single parent, but she proud when she witnessed baby boy rip a crowd. To school, but I dropped out and left the house, cause my mama say I'm good for nothing. So I'm out since I only got one life to live. God forgive me for my sins, let me make it and I'll never steal again or this again. My only friend is my misery, wanting revenge for the agony they did to me. See, my life ain't promised, but it sure gets better Hope you understand my love letter To my unborn child Places tell the world I've been guilty to being anxious. Ain't no way in hell that I could ever be a rapist. It's on the face this cold world on a good day. When will they let the little kids in the hood play? I got this five times, but I'm still breathing. Living proof there's a God if you need a reason. Can I believe in my own faith? Will I raise my kids in the right or the wrong way? Dear mama, I'm a man now. I wanna make it on my own, not a handout. Make way for a whirlwind prophesied. I wanna go in peace. When I gotta die on these cold streets Ain't no love, no mercy, and no friends In case you never see my face again To my unborn child To my unborn child To my unborn child To my unborn child Dear Lord, can you hear me? Tell me what to say to my unborn seed In case I pass away, but my child get to feel love Or we all just cursed to be street thugs Cause being black hurts And even worse if you speak first Living my life is an outlaw 
what could be worse? Cause maybe if I tried to change who I'm kidding, I'm a thug till I die. I'm a ride and make touch bases, eat lunch and plus places. Regular criminal oasis awaits us. If there's a ghetto for truth, thugs, I'll see you there. And I'm sorry for not being there. Just know your daddy was a soldier, me against the world, best of poison, all my little girls. Tupac Shakur with the song Letter to My Unborn Child. Wonderful sample of Michael Jackson's Liberian Girl for the music purist. 0549 That's the text and WhatsApp number. We'll go through a couple of messages. And then we'll call it a morning. I'm sure during the day, not I'm, I know, during the day we'll give you updates from uh, the affected areas, Waja and other areas, to see whether the water the water is receding, and to see what happens there. Residents of Ashbread. I mean, on a lighter note, I'd like to know how the place got the name Ashbread. If somebody knows the story, please share it with us. When I gotta die on these cold streets, ain't no love, no mercy, and no friends. In case you never see my face again, tomorrow I'm we'll go through some of um, your messages and you can send more um, before we head out on 0549-986-996 and uh, this message is a very interesting one it says take note Sakumo Lagoon Beishin Lagoon African Lake, Chemu Lagoon, and Kole Lagoon have all been encroached upon. This can only happen in a country like Ghana, with leaders who exhibit mediocrity in everything they do. Citizens decide to act at they decide at will to act with impunity. Shame on us all, Idris Senna from Amanfro Adenta. <laughs> this one says i think it's going to be worse because the pathways of the water have been altered so the water will find a way out come to think of it why is it that all the organizations want to center in accra forcing everyone into the capital can't we do something about this my people that's courage from a shy man a few days ago somebody sent me a message i think the the president granted a speech he gave a speech and he said they were going to set up a tourism institute and it would be located in accra and somebody sent me a message and said ah this one too we are locating it in accra hey i mean it's, it's something every now and again we talk about someone says it all the time that why should some ministries be in accra you know, because if we don't spread the things, we don't generate life and growth and economic activity in those places. That's the first thing. The second thing is that if we put, if we keep putting things here, lots more people will flood into the capital. The capital is choked, though. The capital is choked. In the morning, see where people come from to enter the capital to work. 
<laughs> Think about it. People have to come from outside into Accra. People live geographically outside the greater Accra region and work in the greater country. I'm not saying that it is not done in other places. But think about that. We are all gravitating towards one place. Right? And then at the end of the day, we are all moving back. So Accra is choked. If you want a place to live, you need to go further away from the center to get a place to live. Now that is how come, you know, so, so there's that. And then there's the, the housing challenge too. So now people need to find places to live. No wonder people will reclaim that. I'm not condoning that. People should not be given the chance or even the space in their mind to even think that, oh, let me go and reclaim land and build on, especially when it's a waterlogged area. But the reason why I'm saying this is because in Ghana, it seems all our problems seem to be linked. It's one challenge that leads to a second challenge that leads to a third challenge that leads to another challenge. So, because we like to solve problems, as one of my friends put it, in thoughts. So, we solve this one small, solve that one small, like that. Uh, that's why we are here. But look, if we just stay on track, <laughs> the, the thing about the waterways getting, you know, the water getting open, the, 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 the gates getting open, the wager dam, you know. Look, it is, it is no joke. It is really no joke. And... As to how people build there, I don't know. So the people issuing the permits to, please be very careful. Somebody said, Caleb, there was a message that came in earlier. I don't know if you saw it. Somebody asked, the people who are giving the permits, have you seen them build in those places before? Because they know. And yet, they will give permits. Then people will go and build. When you tell them don't, they won't mind you. They are reclaiming land and then they'll build. And we are looking on, as the accounts to say, so we are looking on. <laughs> we are looking on it's happening then we have to go and demolish then when the dam has to be open or water has to be let loose so the dam maintains its structure then it, it will cause damage it didn't intend causing damage because there was a waterway there was a path for the water we've gone to build in there now see now see Charlie, look we have to do something more <coughs> I've come to understand that, uh, look, running a country, and when you look at the people who have made it, they didn't make it because they were sitting down aloof and they do not care. They made it because tough decisions had to be taken. The inaction is too much here. We're just looking on, and things happen haphazardly. speech. Yeah, the MCU come, DCU gives speech. Not more. We don't have rice, hot water, something, something. But every year we do it. Every year we do it. So would there ever come a time when we say, you know what, this thing, forget it. You can't build here. This is a water path. Nobody builds here. End of story. No. Okay, <laughs> let's go to some of the messages. This one is pretty long. It says, good morning to you and all listeners. There are two huge flooding disasters brewing around the Adenta uh, prison junction, another between Asibi and Doyumu townships within the Shai Osudoku district. At the Adenta prison junction, a developer has fenced a large tract of marshy land and is busily filling and working inside. I see them constructing some form of drains, but within... Uh, within, but I doubt it's huge enough to hold the quantum of water that drains through that entire 
area. I'm sure he has a permit to work there. And you would wonder who issues those permits. The city authorities should move in and check it. In the Kutuwe, Kutuwe electoral area, with the low-lying area between the Asibi and Doyumu townships, it always floods when there is a downpour, irrespective of whether the rains fell in the area or in the latter mountains. In fact, that whole area is a waterway. The source of those water uh, is actually the source of that water is actually from the mountains and some small streams in the forest around that enclave. What makes it worse is that <clears throat> their soil is clay, so it doesn't easily drain water. It can hold water for weeks and months without it drying up. But if you go there now, you see developments going on speedily. And those who have money are filling their compounds heavily with gravels. I can prophesy with my eyes open that in the next 5 to 10 years, what is happening in Wager now will also be happening in that area. <laughs> this is coming. Ghanaian, uh, Ghanaians are the architects of their own calamities. This is Fred from Ayikuma. Fred, you couldn't have put it any better. It's sad, isn't it? When I said to you that I never want to love another woman, girl, it was true. So true, I meant to marry you. But when I did, I put the one to take care of you. For you, now you say you want to leave me, girl. Well, that's our show for the morning. We thank you for tuning in. My name is Nathan Kwa. I sat in for Bernard Avlin. You heard Caleb Kuda. You also heard Samens. Samalata and he was here earlier. We appreciate all the messages you sent and all the voice notes you sent. We are back tomorrow morning, God willing, with another episode of the City Breakfast Show. Show produced by Fred Jabano and Caleb Kuda. Rokwe Diyama and Science here with the news at 10.